You're listening to episode 271 of the Major Issues Podcast, and in it we're talking Spider-Man and Kang Dynasty, Aquaman 2 rumors, and a full recap and review of the latest entry into the MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you every single week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, I am joined by the spectacular, the magnificent, the downright marvelous, maybe even astonishing, but downright uncanny, A-Rob, the Marvel God, let them hear you. Yo, every every week with the introductions, man, you always make me feel so welcome. But what's good, y'all? How y'all feeling? I hope y'all feeling good because I'm back from the quantum realm. It's it, your favorite. It's your crazy. favorite day, bro. These are your favorite yes. days. These are the Marvel days where the uh, the main course tonight, or you know, whenever you're hearing this recording. <laughs> will be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, a film that has split the fandom in twine. But uh, we will talk about that. And we have a special guest coming up for our Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania spoiler-filled review. But before we do any of that, that is a conversation about things that are already set in stone. The dust has settled. The smoke has cleared. Ant-Man 3 is out, whether you're not you dug it or not. But there's still a bunch of things not set in stone. Some rumors, some speculation, some pieces of news. And A-Rob the Marvel God has done his due diligence and has searched through the multiverse to find us the juiciest pieces of speculation, news, and rumors. So without further ado, here is A-Rob the Marvel God with the news. Thank you every week. I love the introduction, but you guys, I am back <laughs> from the multiverse, the, quant- the quantum realm, the cosmoverse, the omniverse, the macroverse. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. Star Wars, everywhere. Transformers, DC, Marvel, news, speculation, rumors from everywhere and everything. But I'm going to keep it short and simple today. We're going to keep it short and simple. We're going to keep it straight on the Marvel train. Unfortunately, I'm going to start it off pretty bad. Well, I won't say bad, but it could be pretty good. I have, one, life, but I have one piece of DC news I'll, I'll throw on. Oh, you got some DC news? When you're, when you're done. Yeah, I'll throw on the pile when you're done. Oh, hey, cool. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Oh, but we got some delays coming. Unfortunately, we have some delays. It has been confirmed that the Marvels have been pushed back to November 10th, 2023. And, you know, I in saw lieu, this. Yeah. Yeah, in lieu of, you know, and with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 dropping in May, having the Marvels come out two months after seems a little bit, you know, much. Give this movie's time to breathe. Seems like a good move on Maya, in my opinion, that they move, pushed it back to November. You know, letting Guardians have the whole summer on top of the other movies dropping in the summer. You know, you got Cross Spider-Verse, Indiana Jones, Transformers. Yeah, it's a great move. But on top of that delay, it's also been confirmed that Echo and Ironheart have also been delayed till 2024. I assume this is in, you know, part of their whole quality over quantity. You know, damage control from the previous reviews and mixed reviews. Wait, they're, com- they're doing Marvel- damage control? 
I'm joking with you. <laughs> hey, that would be no reaction to damage control. That was like up in the air, but now yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it was, it really was. <laughs> see oh, what boy. you did there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is it's low key damage control with all the projects that they have planned coming out. Like, it, it seems like a good move just to push some of these back a little bit further and just to kind of enrich the storytelling element for these shows to come after. Ironheart is basically going to pave the way for Armor Wars and Young Avengers a little bit. Echo is going to tie in some loose ends from Daredevil and Spider-Man. You know, possibly you might see her in the Young Avengers as well. Who knows? But it's a good move, in my opinion. What do you think about it? I've, I have, I'm of two minds. One, initially, you, you know, you're like, unfortunately, I think this might be fortunate. Like I, I, yeah. I, I've been having this conversation with a bunch of different people, or not necessarily comic book fans, and not even superhero movie fans, but this idea that we live in this world where nothing is allowed to become a classic because as soon as it settles, we're doing the next thing, right? Mm, um, yeah, I and like I feel that. like yeah, we look back at things like Goonies and we're like, wow, classic, one hundred percent. But if the Goonies two came out eight months later, you'd be like, yeah, you know, it's just one of many. Yeah, you know. Yeah, wow, I like so, that. Yeah. So there's a bit of that I'm feeling right now with Marvel where, and I want to do that with Wakanda forever. Like I want to give it some space, come back to it because I, I do find myself while I love this medium, I I'm not, I'm not spending the amount of time I want to with, with this stuff. I felt like when we went into the infinity saga or ended the infinity saga, we had the weight of the years and months we spent in between these films. Right. And now yeah. we're kind of, we're kind of uh th there's no time like i i'm forgetting things in loki loki only came out two years ago you know i'm, right, yeah, I'm forgetting, no, I'm forgetting that, yeah. the whole thing because <laughs> i took it all in and then it was over and it was, it was like, the next right thing. after yeah <laughs> it, was, it was like it was literally what like, if yeah, i think because people yeah and then right after what if we got moon night then right after moon night it was like we got the movies. We got all the, all right. the, you know. Like it was literally there was not enough time for each one of these projects to literally just like we could just sit on them and you know just like you know keep watching over and over possibly until the next thing came out. But I, I blame COVID because that drought was real. That year yeah. some change of months. Yeah, we just had nothing, and everyone was just talking about Endgame and Endgame and Endgame. Where's it going to lead to? And this, that, and the third. New Rock Stars is completely just saturated the market with that <laughs> until WandaVision came out. <laughs> I really, I really do feel like um, it was never their intention to do that many stuff in a single year. We lost right. a year, and that kind of handicapped things. And we still had to get stories to make sense by the time other stories came out in theaters. And some of those, uh, you know, dates are harder to alter than the TV ones. Um, so that's the that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say, and I will elongate uh, or elaborate <laughs> um, in the our Ant Man and the Wasp thing. There have been people. This is now. This is just a bias ass theory. There have yeah. been people <laughs> who have been sharpening their pitchforks for the MCU. The second they realized it was something everybody was digging, and it was something that they weren't. And so, at every chance that they get to say it's over, the bubbles popped. The thing is, they can't wait. They they are, you know. Uh, uh, frothing at the mouth to declare that this era in, in filmmaking is dead and is done and is over with. And that's not the case at all, um, in my opinion. So I'm seeing a lot of people trying to drag any, any, like any casting, any delays, any first footages, any teaser trailers. They're just trying to be up. Oh, you see, this is it's proof. It's proof. It's all ending. It's all going <laughs> to shit. 
Um, and I'm like, this is come on, man. I get, I get it, I get it, I get that you guys don't want this thing to last because you don't understand it, or maybe you just don't like it, and that's fine too. But I, I like when this stuff is at its best, it's unbeatable, and I think a good rest in between projects can get it to where it's got to go. And you know what? I feel you. I like you said before. I am of two minds of how to take some of these projects. You know, I try to see it from my point of view. I'm like, I'm a massive fan. I'm a giant geek nerd. I love everything MCU come, everything Marvel comes out. I'm absorbing it instantly. And I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of like just a general audience moviegoer, like a person who just like they see a trailer, a movie trailer, and it's like, okay, that looks interesting. They might go see it. They don't see every Marvel movie. They might have seen like the biggest, they might have seen all the Avenger movies, but not every congruent movie that tells the bigger story and paints the picture, you know? Yeah. So I try to put myself in those, that person's shoes. Like they, this person saw Love and Thunder. They didn't watch WandaVision or Loki and they're going to see Quantumania. Yeah. And they haven't watched Multiverse of Madness or, you know, or no, you know, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in that like mindset, mind like like thinking going yeah. into this movie, trying to think about it, and it can be like confusing for some. Like if you saw the first Ant Man and then you saw the second one, and you saw this one, it's like okay, that's a big jump from just you know heist, uh, shrinking and growing. That happened. No, hundred percent. I had a friend of mine say like, "Oh, you know, Ant Man three's out. Okay, well, once it comes out, then I'll watch all three Ant Men." And I'm like, "That's not like, gonna work. Uh, you have to watch. Right? You'd have to watch <laughs> the two Ant Men. Then you'd have to watch End Game. And th- no, sorry, you'd have to watch Ant Man one, Civil War, Ant Man two, right. End Game, uh, and then and then Ant Man three. But Loki Facts. in between there, you know, somewhere in between there and WandaVision and all that and, stuff. And, so, and yeah, I honestly not... feel like we can't, I, I don't want to blame that way of thinking on the general audience member because of how movies have been, like you have trilogies, yeah. like Star Wars, Harry Potter, Hunger Games. Like, you know, there's a bunch of franchises that have movies that just come out and it's, it's sequential storytelling. Like, you know, you can, it's right after the last one. You don't have to like, watch something else completely <laughs> to get yeah. the full story. But this way of storytelling for Marvel really pay is for the fans, for the true fans. And I think that's where the general audience has a, they might have that roadblock of like, you know, watching Ant-Man one and two, and then coming to Ant-Man three, they don't know what's going on. But if they pay attention, the quantum realm has been teased all the way through since Ant-Man from all the movies that you just said from, Ant- well, not civil war, but from Ant-Man one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame, they used quantum travel, quantum realm to, you know, that was a whole plot of the whole movie of getting into Infinity Stones. So, yeah. you know, if they paid attention to that, they might pick up on that why they're in the quantum realm and why the whole movie just takes place in the quantum realm. You know, spoiler alert. If, yeah. If, you know, <laughs> if you trailers, like, it's going to take place. <laughs> right, like, it's yeah. going to take place here in the entire quantum mania. Like, if you didn't know not called Earth Mania or, or Titan Mania, it's Quantum Mania. <laughs> yes. So yes. that's why I feel like it would pay off in that degree if someone were to watch all three, just boom, 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 if they paid attention. Like, it's just as a general audience person, you know? Uh, yeah. But, you know, here's... But then 
that comes back to What's this up? idea that we might possibly have we might possibly be at the point officially at 31 films where this is right. not for the average moviegoer anymore. Oh this yeah, is no. Not for the one just watching the movie prior. You know, you'd have to watch yeah. everything leading up to this and if you're not ready for that, uh, you know, and what does that mean? Does this split the audience permanently? You know, are we can we reach uh, end game yes. numbers again? If we are telling people that, hey, if you're not ready for the whole thing of this, you can't, you know, can't come on I, on the ride. I actually had a conversation with a friend earlier about this. It it's unfortunate, but it's the movies have become the comics, like how they mimic the comics now. The comics like yes. do what the movies do. It's like it's, oh, a tie, a circle, like yes. the, like the <laughs> timeline. It's right. just unfortunate. Like if you read in a comic run, if you miss an issue. Uh, you know, and you pick up on an extra issue, you're not going to know what's going on. Unfortunately, you can probably read a tie-in comic, you know, but it's still not going to paint the bigger picture of what's going on with what you're reading. <laughs> but that's part of the reason why <laughs> comics is so intimidating to people, right? Because it's it's ongoing. It's 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 a you got to jump on the car that's already moving. It's not going to stop for you. It's going to keep going. So I I'm just curious if that affects our numbers at all. Um. When push comes to shove, regardless if the numbers get affected, those that are going to see it are the most diehard. Those that are continuing the journey, they are already initiated. And what I like about it is there's while this is easy for us to jump from property to property because we have the mind state already of the comics, um, it's teaching regular moviegoers, like you were just saying, how to do the same. How to follow you know you're not only following one character you're following the whole universe so yeah read the loki one shot and then read the you know wandavision one shot and then come together for the quantum mania crossover and then you know exactly that's literally how they pay it that's how, that's literally the roadmap damn yeah. don now i see why you do this for a living <laughs> this, 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 this is what I, this is what i do um i i do this for a living but uh they do uh it turns out that over there at dc they just do bad things for a living uh recent the recent news (laughs) over there is that the test screening for aquaman and the lost kingdom is said to be terrible absolutely garbage it's said to be very very bad to the point that it's gonna be hard for james wan to even make it a film worth watching that's the current test screening uh rumors that are out oh, there but it doesn't Jesus. matter does it just don't just don't come <laughs> out with it i don't think anyone would say anything right right no one would be upset don't like, even mention oh, not coming out with it either. let the year right. pass yeah let the year pass and everyone's like we're having aquaman i mean the best thing they could do is just go ahead and announce jason momoa as lebeau just go yeah, ahead yeah, and Lobo, say, bro. cancel Lobo. aquaman 2 no one would be upset yeah. <laughs> like amber like, the yeah. amber heard controversy around it already like you know, maybe they had their hands tied until... three different times, bro. I did, but he three. had taken pictures with Ben Affleck. Like, oh, I can't wait. He's gonna be in the movie. Well, they're not gonna do him now because Flash is about to change all that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Aqua Bro see, uh, like, may not be what, doing well. What happened? What happened, Warner Brothers? What did you I, do? <laughs> the eyes off the ball, bro. The eyes off the ball. And Ridiculous. that sounds like more like just complete. That's oh that hurts to hear because that's actually sounds like news like i really because i haven't heard nothing of lost kingdom ever since <laughs> no. it's been announced i haven't seen well you notice no we haven't seen a trailer or nothing it's nothing. gonna come out this year and they ain't seen Aww. nothing because they don't know what to show because oh, they don't know what's gonna stick around <laughs> when the fucking movie comes out right like i don't know the plot like what, or the synapses something but but yeah. 
Hot, hot garbage juice? Hot oh, garbage just, juice, bro. Just don't, just go, don't even release it, man. Don't even release it. But I have another. I have some more rumors on the Marvel side. All right. Uh, the Captain ahead. America, New uh, World Order. It has been confirmed that Harrison Ford's Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, this character, will be the president of the United States in Captain America, New World Order. I did hear that. And, yeah. Right? Like, this will probably be in direct response to the aftermath of the events of Marvel's Secret Invasion. Here's mm-hmm. coming to Disney Plus because if you guys remember, there was a part in the trailer where the president's motorcade just got blown the fuck up, basically. Like, yeah. and he panned inside, like, you know, and that's this will be the second time a U.S. president has been attacked on U.S. soil. Oh, yeah, in the MCU Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, yep. And I'm just like, you think the, the they would have got better security, Any Stark Tech around the president, you know. Or yeah. something. <laughs> and it's also but, mimicking you know, what happens in the comics as far as the Dark Avengers in the sense that once Secret Invasion well, yeah. ends, the government has no faith in the Avengers and they put their own men where they want them. And this seems like that. This seems like a perfect uh, excuse to have Ross oh, oversee yeah. everything when Ross has such a big connection to everything else, going to the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and all that other stuff going around. So, yeah, it makes sense. Oh my goodness, like it's gonna be crazy. I actually can't wait for Secret Invasion. Hopefully they're still sticking to their spring release. We still have no confirmation dates or release date yet, but <laughs> I'm i I'm still hoping for that April that mid-April release, still keeping in line with like how they released uh, their previous shows and movies. It's always about that mid-April, that second to third week of April, you know, leading up to their summer releases, you know. Like yeah, now that the quantum now that quantumanium is done, there is nothing that has a hard date moving forward. Right, nothing is literally confirmed except uh, one movie in November with the Marvels, and I guess Frost. Guardians, <laughs> and that and, and that's it. Man. Like between now and Guardians, uh, Secret Invasion, could, could come on, <laughs> we yeah. need it. Come on, Kevin. Yep. Come on, K dot E dot I. Get it right. <laughs> get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> I dig but it. that's all I got for the news and rumors. Like I said, I was gonna keep it short and sweet and simple, you know, because I want to get into this quantum mania. That it, that that's ab- that's absolutely perfect. But I want to go ahead and uh, thank you for scouring the multiverse, looking for the greatest in rumors, speculations, and all the matters. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait! Stop! Wait! Right, one more! One more! And this one is for the and this one's for the squad because I said this one more because I said this on a previous episode. That Peter Parker Spider-Man will be pivotal to defeating Kang. It has been rumored that that Spider-Man will be the leader of the Avengers in Avengers Kang Dynasty. And didn't I say I said it here? You did. And he's the first one to deal with the multiverse. You know, at the at the, the scope of, in which he did. So, uh, even though no no one none of them know who he is, we'll be seeing Peter Parker very soon. Um, but I want to go ahead and thank A-Rob, the Marvel God, for bringing us the news. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is the is a 2023 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics featuring the characters Scott Lang slash Ant-Man and Hope Pym slash Wasp. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Warner Disney Studio Motion Pictures, it is the sequel to Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it's the 31st film in the MCU. 
The film was directed by Peyton Reed, written by Jeff Loveness, and stars Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, Jonathan Majors, Catherine Newton, David Dasmalchen, Katie O'Brien, William Jackson, Harper, Bill Murray, Michelle Pfeiffer, Corey Stoll, and Michael Douglas. In the film, Lang... So many. In the film, Lang and Van Dyne are transported to the quantum realm along with their family and face Kang the Conqueror. Woo! Yes. We are here to talk all about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in full spoilery glory. But the same way that my girl Janet had to go and touch down with one of her old friends to make sure that she could find Scott and she could find Cassie. We are actually bringing in an OG to the Major Issues podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Claudius Maximus. Uh, let the people hear you. As I step through a portal. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> hey, yo. sometimes what you got to do. through the portal. Just step through the portal, bro. That's all you have to do. Um, yeah, we're here to talk about Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. Uh, first thing I want to say is I think it currently sits at 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. The press is having a... I'm not trying to hear none of that. I'm not trying right. to hear none of that. I, the- Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> can kick rocks. I hate that for some reason the general population has used that as the bar, the metric to... I missed the days when it was just, just, it was just there. You know, Rick, Rick said it. Have opinions for yourself. Don't be sheep. Yes. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's obviously, um, I mean, one could blame it on, like we were saying, the conveyor belt way that these films kind of get made. Um, some people just genuinely have fatigue for these things overall. Um, we're seeing a schism <laughs> of the fandom. <laughs> and um, some of them may have been Fairweather fans that decided they wanted to watch the entire MCU right before Infinity War. Those were those, those were real people, right? Endgame when they found out that Endgame was coming out. There's a bunch of people who binged all that and went through, and now are getting some of this. And it's like eh, I don't like any of it. Um, it's not to say that this current phase and the phase prior don't have its criticisms. I just feel like the people that are, um, you know, who have the the port the the torches and the pitchforks had these already, and they were just no, waiting I, for I, any moment. To um, I also. I also feel like some of those people are uh, also didn't agree with a Thor mostly. <laughs> they still they're still a little hungover. <laughs> but this one ain't it. This one ain't it. <laughs> well, I'll guess, yeah, I guess I guess no facts. <laughs> before we get into it and before we uh do our spoiler filled review, I'm gonna ask you gentlemen how you guys felt about the film spoiler free. This way, uh, anyone listening to this episode can listen to our news portion, can listen to this portion, can stop, can go watch the film, come back, and, uh, <laughs> and catch the rest of our episode. So I'll start off with you, A-Rob. So, what so you if think? you guys didn't know, that was the warning. Yes, <laughs> yes. That was the actual spoiler alert. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania spoiler free? Uh, I thought it was, as a fan, Fan, super fan from the comics to the MCU, I enjoyed this movie. It wasn't like groundbreaking, but it wasn't it wasn't terrible, you know. It was above mid-range, solid 8.5. The cast, amazing. The story, you know, 
it sets up something bigger. So, you know, I can't wait for that. The music had me intertwined with the entire story going forward. I loved Scott's just playful nature. Cassie, oh my goodness, can't wait to see her future. Uh, Kane, whoo, Jonathan Majors, he literally stole the presence, the scene, every <laughs> moment. My eyes was just on him, waiting to see what he was going to do next. He was menacing, he was charismatic, and he was empathetic to a degree. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I agree. And and overall, the movie was crazy. Just it was quite it was quantum mania. Like they delivered on that promise, and I can't wait to see what is going to happen with this franchise going forward. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Cloudish Maximus, what did you think of Quantum Mania? Um, I thought that was a very good ride. It was good. Scott Lang back in the fold with the squad, um, especially with um, with with Hank. You know, Hank. <laughs> you it missed was, Hank. It was nice to see Hank. It was nice to see Hank keeping up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael du- Michael Douglas also this thing. Um, but um. Dude, Kang is one heavy dude, man. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> he is. is one heavy dude. Jonathan Majors, I'm just gonna say nothing goes, nothing is wasted with that. Yeah, at all, nothing. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, so my my spoiler fill free review would would be that I thought this film was a lot of fun. Um, I've watched films recently that have just been competent and don't have the fun. You know, they've just been fine, but didn't have any of the fun. I found myself laughing out loud in several moments, which is big for me because if I can tell what the joke is coming or coming around, I'm usually not, uh, you know, not that big on it. But we'll talk about the jokes and stuff that works when when we get to it. Um, they, people talk a lot about like wonky CGI. I thought this had great. I thought this looked great. I thought um, the character designs and the 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 uh, settings all looked really really good sometimes it did feel like they were in that volume where the big you know you they probably can't see what's behind them or in front of them on occasion um but i always find it interesting how they're able to work in action scenes in these films because um i i don't think there are many instances where it just comes to mind why you would be really really small or why you would be really really big so they always got to come up with creative ways and reasons as to why people use their powers in this um, and I thought that was good. Kang, we'll talk about it as we go through. I am, I have been on the precipice of saying some very serious things <laughs> that I may not be able to take back. Uh, I've, I've, I've almost gone, gone, gone there. You know what I mean? One, one of the things that I'll say it here, because this is, you know, this is our safe space. I think that he is doing like ledger levels of physical acting in this film i think that he is looking past just the words this guy's shakespearean uh trained you know um and you can tell every bit of dialogue every bit of you know any on the page has got to say angrily or right but he's got to bring that to life and he does it with his face every time every Every, time And Maximus, you said it like because like every line Kang delivered was not wasted. That's why I was yeah. so just glued on him, like his expressions, his demeanor, his, the way just the opening scene with him. We're gonna get into it later, but it just, yeah. just set the tone for him. Like, cause I really didn't know what he was gonna do next. 
I feared for my man Scott. <laughs> yeah, and I I have a big question at the end of this um, that I'm going to ask you guys. So get ready for that because it has to do with uh, this Kang in particular. But yeah, I thought it was full of surprises. Um, and I, I will agree with the take that it's not groundbreaking. And perhaps people have been waiting for that groundbreaking since Endgame, not realizing that they had to build the ground to break for Endgame. <laughs> and so Gosh. this ain't going to be groundbreaking yet because we got to build that ground. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to build the foundation to then break it. And again, if, if, if you're a comic reader who's read anything in the last 10 years, all of this sounds very familiar. And if you if it does you know where it's going and if you know where it's going and you're still not excited something might be wrong <laughs> something <little laughs> might be wrong with your with your dna you might need to go see a doctor of some sort maybe strange you know um but yeah <laughs> go get that checked out but now we are going to get in our full recap and review of this film i took copious amounts of notes um and i even put in a little bits of trivia uh, well, one I'll say first and foremost is one of the running jokes of this series is that Scott, after coming out of prison, got a job at Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins, known for having 31 flavors, is even in their logo. This is the 31st film in the MCU as well. So 31 is the magic number for this. Whether or not it was meant to be that way, or maybe somebody who's in charge of time, somebody who's in charge of time, made sure that it went that way. <laughs> that Everything is intentional. Don't yes. put nothing past that acronym named kevin i'm saying man i'm saying so um our movie starts with a flashback oh it's full spoiler 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 spoilers our movie starts <laughs> our movie starts with a flashback during janet van dyne's dyne's trap time trapped in the quantum realm she witnesses a flying object crash nearby but when she goes to investigate she's attacked by some of the uniquely terrible monsters the realm possesses before she is devoured by one of these monsters, it is destroyed by a shot from a ray gun, and we see that Janet has been saved by a mysterious man with a familiar face who axes, who axes where they are. <laughs> um, and instantly, I'm like, that's you know, gosh, look at look at that man there, and that's him at his most, or his least just evil, base right? level. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he's 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 just getting there. He's just I like crashing the a man, a man out of time. You know what I mean? Just distraught. when I saw him, when There's I saw no him, I was is. like, "Like this is Broly, but at great base level." Without him, yes. someone saying Goku. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he doesn't say, "Where are we scared?" He says it kind of like, oh, "Like where, where do I find myself where now? Where, where am I?" Like, where am I? Things on me hurt. You know, I just fell. Things, <laughs> yes. My ship is broken, but yeah, where am I? Yeah, and we got some weird-ass yeah. animals out here. I love the fact that if, if for those who are listening, if you're a true fan, if you saw Loki, we, we're, we're technically, we've seen how this Kang's life ends. We saw the end of his life. Sylvie mm. killed this man. So mm. technically in Quantumania, we are now seeing the beginning of Kang's like MCU history, I guess being unfolded before our eyes. Like, right, I and I, I, I also <laughs> think we are supposed to believe that this is kind of the route for many of them. That there's almost mm -hmm. an, an an inevitability that to borrow a line from the actual film, he's gonna be a dick. Like it, it's mm -hmm. almost inevitable <laughs> in every universe. 
that he's, he's going to, to go be. through the same yeah. loop of discovering the multiverse, discovering time travel, uh, thinking he, it's his duty to you know be in charge of both, getting X out, and it just it you know just goes around and around. So it's very very uh, funny and interesting the way they've set that up. Um, in present day, Scott Lang, our Ant-Man, is appreciating life as a best-selling author of Look Out for the Little Guy, a book that glamorizes Scott's time as an Avenger and credits him for saving the world after the blip. While he's enjoying his newfound celebrity status, Hope Van Dyne has you... Yeah, why did they say Hope Pym? Hope Van Dyne has used her father's <laughs> Pym article research to start her own company and become a humanitarian. While reading his book to some fans, Scott gets a call that his daughter Cassie has been arrested. She's become an activist over the last few years, and her selfless exploits have gotten her locked up more times than Scott even knows. Um, so two things I want to mention up front here. One, um, when you save the world, you're you're good for like life, right? Like he's he's you got you got to be I mean, sometimes sometimes somewhere, right? Some place. Yeah, like, good I mean, I'll cash in on it. Like, yo, I helped save the world and the universe. Give me a free ice cream, you dig? I, I feel <laughs> like the, I feel like the no, movie makes it a point it. to. I think the movie makes it a point to like pick a side and being like, look at look at this guy over here. Like, he's a big blowhard. Listen, listen, but I'm like, listen. I mean, he literally I, saved. The if world. I save the, if I save the world, I want my own Baskin Robbins. All right. If I bring home <laughs> dinner, true. I'm at not least, doing dishes. So if I save the least. world. I'm not doing nothing. And that nothing. Hey, and that's true. Like Scott's kind of like the relatable guy for like most of the people to relate to. He is like a just an average dude stole a suit that gave him powers. He's just been in the craziest of events because not because of his own like fruition, but because he's been asked or told to. He's never done nothing. Yeah. Of his Falcon own walks until, up to him like, and is like, yo, by impressed. the way, what are you doing? You want to go to Germany? <laughs> you know, Falcon hits his right, ass up like, yo, right. let's, uh, <laughs> he literally does right? get dragged in all his adventures. He gets dragged to the places that he's at. Even Ant-Man 2, he didn't want to go link back up with them, but he was having those quantum dreams. So he was like, uh, I guess I got to And the whole movie, he's like, <laughs> right. I got to get back to my house. Can I go back home? I want to go back, back to my right, house. The whole time in this, he, he was literally had that singular thought, but it's because he didn't want to because he had to like yeah and and with that whole and i love that cassie's an activist that's the small plot storyline with the young avengers i built here but they still dealing with the after effects of endgame the blip like you know people came back people are homeless like we saw that in falcon winter soldier there's millions of people just displaced on the planet still with nothing like and they're you yeah. know saw that no way home far from home you know Falcon Winter Soldier, I'm I'm glad they're still dealing with that effect. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the big thing was that in Avengers Endgame, Cassie, Big Cassie, was played by Emma Furman. Uh, in this movie, she's played oh, yeah. by Catherine Newton. Uh, Emma Furman claimed on Twitter that she learned about being replaced when Disney released details of the film at their investor day in December of 2020. And while she was saddened, she was still grateful to have a part in the MCU. Gentlemen, what do you think about the switch out? The switcheroo? Um, I want to add that uh, flawless switch out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Flawless switch out, by the way. Um, the tra transition didn't bother me. I don't think it really bothered anybody else. You know, we get cute adolescent daughter, and then we get pain in the butt teenage daughter slash, and well, in Scott's case, activist looking out for the little guy just like her dad. 
So that's cool, and I'm I'm all right with it. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Like same. Like like uh, Catherine Newton's uh, Cassie Lang. She played the character perfectly. Kind of. She literally reminded me of the character in the comics when she was both stature and stinger. Like she literally played both characters in one in this movie. And I appreciate it. And the yeah, you know, Marvel's replaced actors. You know, how many times? Like Terrence Howard, uh, or Eric Norton. Uh, yeah. Who, who, uh, how many actors I mean, have just played put, different characters? Yeah, they just put Harrison Ford on, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, you know, Harrison Ford, that's, yeah, so it's like, you know, it didn't bother me, nobody about the character Endgame was doing anything, but Cassie played how the young Cassie would have been, and I appreciate it, I liked it, it was, it didn't affect me at all, and I love I the fact that uh, Cassie had uh, uh, Chucks on in her uh, yes. suit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I remember thinking it was weird that they recast it. Um, but to really? to elaborate on what you said, I do think that she is really embodying the young girl from the first two films. There's a there's a bit of that that uh, spunk and a bit of that uh, moxie. I guess is what the kids call oh, it. Yeah. Um, and, and so a lot of I, teenage rebellion. Yeah, yeah, and while the other one felt like a young adult. <laughs> The one from Endgame almost yeah. felt like a young she did, adult. The way she answered the door, she's like, "Dad, like yeah. eh, nothing yeah. wrong with her." But again, I think they just wanted to go for younger to play this role. Like I said again, where she's in over her own head on on occasion. Um, yeah. He reprimands her behavior, but she gets back at him for seemingly ceasing his superhero duties after the events of Endgame. During a discussion at dinner with Hope, Hank, and Janet. Well, sorry, Hope, Hank, Janet, Scott, and Cassie. Uh, Cassie shows off an experiment she's been working on since Scott got trapped in the quantum realm. Essentially, it's a telescope that can map out the realm without anyone having to go inside and does so by sending a signal to the realm and receiving one back. Janet seems instantly apprehensive about studying the quantum realm, having been trapped there for 30 years, witnessing unspeakable horrors. Once Cassie powers the machine on, Janet freaks out and disconnects it, but it's too late. I love that it's too late. Like I love that it unplugs. It's always it's too late. Blue stuff. It's, always, oh, it's always too oh. late. Every time. It's always too, too late. Yeah, late. they coming. I, I knew it was too I, late. I knew. I've had a lot of comments about this scene, specifically about Cassie. People were just complaining about how she's so smart, and I was. I had as, to pause for I. it because even I, for a second, had to like, wait a minute. How is she, how has she been a, a quantum like satellite to the? And I thought about, I'm like, wait a minute. Her dad's a ma- has a master degree, a master degree in electrical engineering. For five years while he was gone, she studied Hank's notes about mm-hmm. the quantum realm, probably trying to find Scott the way he was trying to find Janet. And she was, you know, since they were both gone, she probably had to do twice the amount of like knowledge and work and studying to like try to even get to their level. So I was like, okay, d- yeah. suspension disbelief. This is based that's on ex- a comic. Boom. That's exactly what she says. She says, if I would have had this when you were gone, I probably could have found you. You know, that's what that's, that was the whole or thing. Stark. And, <laughs> and yeah, and p- post Endgame, we probably know more about the quantum realm than ever because they actually traversed it. You know, they actually were able to use it. So um, yeah, I, I wasn't worried too much about the uh, the old intelligence there. Um, right, same. Uh, something reactivates the machine and sucks all five of them into the quantum realm. In route, they are separated as Hope and her parents land in one place, Scott and Cassie in another. 
Scott and Cassie are attacked by some random creatures but are saved and then detained by the native freedom-fighting quantum people. Elsewhere, Janet seems super stressed, demanding they find the others and leave immediately while also managing to avoid any questions Hank and Hope give her. She makes it clear that they are in a lot of danger. So this is the beginning of the he, him, uh, <laughs> a pronoun game that they start playing in this film. Which... I mean, you know what's crazy? I didn't even... You mentioned that, but I didn't even realize that was a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah they were doing it the, like, whole, in, in, the whole beginning, yeah. I, from the second we yeah. went to the quantum realm, I everything that that's human ceases in my brain because this is a whole new universe under our universe with all types of species. And it was a dude with a broccoli head and a laser head. Like, what is gender? What about the species? Like, what? Right. It was a <laughs> there was a globular thing that you drink. It's fluids. You can understand every language and like of the cosmonauts and micronauts and right, right, right. Who cares about pronouns? How do we get out of here? (laughs) (laughs) People who nitpick at that may go somewhere. This is (laughs) no hundred percent, and I I feel like um, it's it's like people being racist in Star Wars. Are you serious? Yeah, there's Wookies and Rodanians too in their huts in the. And you're still you're worried about a black stormtrooper being the lights of Jedi? For real? Mm-hmm. Get out of I, here. <laughs> I feel like um one of the things that they and I, I may be wrong because I haven't I haven't seen the second one in a while. Could they always breathe there? Well in uh the quantum room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were the way Janet and and Hank described it, there's like pockets in the quantum world that are both dangerous and both habitable. Okay, because they all came out, they all were there without their helmets. My um, headcanon was like Kang terraformed or, you know, created like some kind of livable habitat, livable, you know, because if he got to stay there. Well, (laughs) well, you got to, well, that too, but you also has been down there for what, 30 years, they said, and you got to be like, she's got to have, she's got to be down there one day with her her gear on, with her suit on, and just go, fuck it. (laughs) That's one of the things, you know, later on we see her in her robes, but she gets her robes kind of like, like ripped up or pushed away and she's is rocking her, her wasp suit. That's what she's, that's what she's hanging out in down there. Um, so, okay. We're in the quantum realm. The quantum people feed Scott and Cassie a goo that allows them to understand and communicate with them. These freedom fighters have a telepathic member named Quaz, played by William Jackson Harper, Cheedy from The Good Place. I was very happy to see him. Um, who uses his powers to figure out that they are not a threat, but his right-hand warrior, Gentora, posits that their presence will alert the Conqueror to their secret base. Um, yeah, I like William Jackson <laughs> Harper in this. I want, I want him to be... The whole scene. Yeah. With the, and, we get, what do you think about the telepath? When they first announced him, I was really hoping he was going to be Reed Richards just because of how the movie or the, the show he was in previous to this. Yeah. Uh, he played that nerd character, that nerd guy. I was really hoping he was going to be Reed because, like, that would explain why Kane the Conqueror is black and, like, how yeah, yeah. Reed Richards be black and, like, yeah. his ancestor is black. <laughs> 
Oh, they don't got the balls. <laughs> Come to make on, Frank Kevin. They ain't got the balls to make Franklin Richards black, bro. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> they have to make the most powerful mutant black. Give us oh, justice for what y'all did to Darwin in the Fox movies, man. Hey, they, did hey. mutants, they did black mutants wrong in the Fox yeah. movies. Yeah, remember Bishop? Oh, How, man. Your power is to absorb energy, dies from absorbing too much energy. <laughs> That's what happens, bro. <laughs> That's what happens, bro. Let me see. Walks off set. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so, uh, Janet reunites with some freedom fighters in the area, and they give her a mode of transportation so she can meet her, her old trusted friend, Krylar, whom she believes to know the location of Scott and Cassie. Once they arrive at the city of Axia and drink some of the some ooze of their own, they eventually meet up with Krylar, played by Bill Murray, at a subatomic <laughs> speakeasy of sorts. Uh, they basically just rip off the cantina scene from Star Wars, like just, just straight up. I was looking this, for the music. This felt <laughs> a lot like Star Wars at various points. At various points, Kang felt like Vader. You know, oh, yeah. Um, you know, he felt like he was doing his best Darth Vader. So, I wouldn't be surprised if any of that was a source of inspiration for this. Um, uh, so far in this movie, I'm loving. I was loving what they did to these comic book characters like Klylar, Gentora, basically the Micronauts and the Cosmonauts. The, is Gentora uh, a comic book? That's a comic book character. Yep, every last character was like based off a villain or a villainess that existed in the microverse, what they're calling the Quantum Realm, in for the MCU. Like, yeah, like uh, Gentora was uh, a being that was those inhabitants of the. Microverse, just like Clylar, he was a Hulk villain for like a one-shot issue <laughs> when the Hulk was uh, sh shrank down to the Microverse, you know, but he, he's an ambassador governor, and it, it, he was giving me mad uh, Lando Calrissian vibes when he betrayed... Uh, <laughs> oh, you're right, know, you're right, at the dinner, I'll, at the dinner, at it's the, all I'll the same thing. Whole, when you said Star Wars, I was like, it literally was that moment, I was like, oh, betrayal! Wow. Betrayal. <laughs> he has a cape. If he has a cape, <laughs> he's gonna he betray you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you have a cape, he's gonna betray you, bro. That's just what it is. Um, what do you guys think about uh, finding out that uh, Hope wasn't? I mean, Janet wasn't alone in more ways than one with Krylar being there about their quantum entanglement. How do you guys first feel? Of about all, <laughs> first of all, first of all, I was shaking my head. The second these quantum entanglements, I knew I was already shaking my head at Janet. The second can came to an old friend in the quantum realm. You know she does know. She does I, know a lot of people. I'm just shaking my head. Everyone knows her name. I'm just, I'm just shaking my head at this woman. Like, man, listen, you had every chance to tell everybody up top, and you ain't even tell us not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. The and while entire was, and while time, Cassie, and why she was studying how to how to how to get man, listen, listen. <laughs> she told she told Scott Tough. about the time vortexes, but she didn't Tough. say my ex is down there somewhere. Right, so be, <laughs> all my exes living. All my exes live in the quantum realm. I live in microscopic <laughs> Texas. There you go. Ridiculous. Wow, wow Janet. Oh. And, and I like how they did they handled that moment really like mature. Like, you know, she was trapped down there for 20 years. She got lonely. Hank was lonely too up here. You could have told us. Yeah. You could have told us and we could have avoided this whole trip. <laughs> the whole thing. But 
I and I think we might touch on it later, but I, I understood why she didn't because she believed they wouldn't end up, she wouldn't come back here again. But like, really, <laughs> her husband studies the quantum realm. You really wouldn't think at one point you shouldn't mention this that you were not only that, but you know, the guy down there? there, the guy down there is dead set on getting out. Like that's all he's thinking about all the time. Right? You know that, like. Yeah. And, and I get and I get why she didn't want to because if she would have mentioned it, they would have started studying. They would have and, and Kang would have found them. So I get why, but at the same time, you should have mentioned it just like as a security hazard, just like a you know a heads up. Your husband studies the shiz. You know, there's a nuke in the <laughs> shiz. She got out of the quantum <laughs> room, and then like the next weekend, they got dusted. Okay, so there's a lot of trauma there. I get it. They got yep. this, and then they came back. They came back in enough time for Scott to write his book, you know, and for them to move away. Yo. But then, but then, yeah, I don't holy know, yeah. crap! Janet lost a lot of time. If, if I'm thinking, she was gone for twenty years. Got rescued, and then like two months later, got dusted for five years. Came oh, back to a whole new different world. I guess it's. <laughs> I guess now is the time to say it, uh, or this is the this is the space to say it in. Uh, in 1992, Michelle Pfeiffer changed the life of little George Serrano, a.k.a. the Don, when I saw her lick Batman's face as Catwoman. And I said, I need that. I want whatever that is. Order me some of that. I would like some of that now. Some of them shots. Some of them shots of Janet, especially when she's throwing the hands. Especially when she's when she's being a little less little less than good, she's you know she's lying or deceiving or betraying. I'm like, dang man, I need a sugar mama yesterday. <laughs> and I need Janet Van Dyne to be it. But then it brings it up to another level. Now, what I really want, I want her to be old Selena Kyle. I want her ass in the Flash with Bruce. Let's just let's just give him the happy ending. Oh, let's get her old ass over there with the long, the long with the long white hair, killing the things. Game, I didn't know I needed until I heard it. That's Michelle it. Michelle Pfeiffer is cold too. She's your cold fox. Yeah, she, she squeezes into that little that leather. Just give, hey, give some oil. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm just saying, watching. I'm like, I ain't even. I ain't even mad. I. She was one of my MVPs of this film, um, as far as acting is concerned, oh, yeah. because she did really looked terrified she looked absolutely scared all the entire time you know um and it's funny because in my opinion she does more in this film than hope does i think that janet is right? giving more more in this film than than hope is hope is given action scenes that janet can't do she's hank and janet's bodyguard in this film <laughs> and they Basically. go do things she'll come out of <laughs> and, and you pew 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 but right, we're here for like you know her name in the tagline of the movie had like the least amount of acting scenes from like I, I, action scenes, but while acting I agree, scenes. While <laughs> I agree with you, Janet was the wasp, so it's still Hankman, uh, Hankman, Hankman and the wasp. <laughs> right, which Hank I appreciate. Hankman and the wasp, Janet. Hey, right. <laughs> and you know what? I think they they played it like that on purpose. Technically, in this movie, we did have two Ant Man. You know, and two wasps. So it is Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, is wasp plural? Can that Damn be it, plural? Janet. Like wasps. Wasp. <laughs> wasp. A sheep and sheep. When you like, said wasp, a sheep. What what I'm I'm the sheep. When you said wasp with that ass, I was just thinking about wasp spinator. 
My boy Washington, <laughs> head ass better show up in that new transfer. Transformers rising. I'm, tell- hey, I'm telling you. Um, also, let's talk a little bit about Hank here because Hank. Oh yeah. Does he have like dementia or something like that? Like he's just kind of wacky in this. Like he's just like <laughs> randomly being like ants. Oh, he, he's totally, oh, he's totally, <laughs> I say he's totally off the handle. Look, go back and look at Ant-Man 1 and 2, and especially, especially 1. His you know, hair he's got, all, he's got a good, you know, he's, he, I, yeah, I but he's all there, you know what I'm saying? This one, he's, he's cursing, he's saying shit, you know, he's, he's right? all over the place. It, he's it, finding out, because... he's, he's finding out his wife had quantum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he. <laughs> And he don't even like he don't drag it for it. And he had to tell her he had his. He don't drag it for it. They don't drag each other for it. That's love. That's baby. True. I feel that for it. I feel like uh, a lot of the <laughs> Hank is off the wall in this. In this movie. Was it you, baby? Right. As soon as soon as it's like holy shit, it's a Broccoli for a head. Like <laughs> yeah. I love, Hank was the instant like you know comic relief because Coach? Scott everything Scott was gonna be involved in was gonna be so serious. Someone else had to be the comic relief. But the reason I believe he was so, like, unhinged, for real, for real, like, his time as uh, Ant-Man for S.H.I.E.L.D. made him a little bit off. And then when he was in the quantum realm, like, overexposed before, you know, Janet found him and healed his mind, he he did, you know, suffer a really bad dose of quantum entanglement, like, on a bad scale where you're just quantum-filling yourself throughout the multiverse. Like, you know, that can break your mind. Yeah, and you know, talking to ants for like d- decades will make you a little bit crazy too. So it all adds up. I feel like I want to eventually when the script comes out. I feel like every every time he's on screen, he says something about ants, something about like, and then they're my ants. I like ants. It's, it's about the ants. Literally, and like, I know this is a charged word, but <laughs> socialism. Like, I'm like, what? You want to Bill Murray? Bill Murray tried to play him. Like, oh, we don't have ants here, bro. Like, it is what it is. And then, like, uh, and that's why he ants. felt really. That's why he felt really good, you know, turning that octopus huge and getting his ass. He didn't get eaten though. He should have gotten eaten. He didn't get eaten. I think. I he thought got, he like, did get eaten. No, you can see I him in the background, getting, screen. like getting like uh, how Loki did the Hulk. <laughs> like, around yeah. and shit, but I, I was I was really really hoping for that. Um, so. Uh, after a while, Krylar dissolves his ruse and explains he works for him now and that he will be looking for Janet and her family and do everything it takes to find them. Krylar then states that he sent the hunter to find Scott and Cassie as soon as they landed and that this hunter and I chef's kiss because again, all of this is ridiculous. So it should be stated in the most ridiculous way. So I love that he's like, and this hunter is it's no mere man. He's a uh, mechanized organism designed only for killing. And I was like, they, they just did it. They just found they a way really to, just did it. to say it, <laughs> it in a regular so ass sentence. Yeah, he just, he just said it. He just said it in a regular ass sentence. So I was like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, we about to get some MODOK in here. <laughs> um, suddenly, the Freedom Fighters base is attacked by flying aircrafts. And although the warriors proved to be a match for them, they are no match for the hunter. Modok, who shows up and torches everything in their path before cornering Scott and Cassie and revealing himself to be bum 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 Darren Cross, aka Yellow Jacket from Ant Man One. Darren? 
Darren? <laughs> he's, he's, he's talking, right? Like, and you, you know, he's, he's like, and you, what the hell happened to you, man? Me and you are destined to be, Darren? He like cuts him off right in the middle of his villain speech. I love that. From then on, it was the, the longest running joke in the movie for that man. <laughs> and I love that he came back. It finally tied up that loose end from Ant-Man 1. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the design. I understand that it looks ridiculous. Right? But again, I think it's meant to look ridiculous. But um, it worked. <laughs> where did all these closet diehard Modoc fans come from? They're all like, oh, he, the, the, the Hulu show. The Hulu show. Because I watched it like when it came out. And then I watched it last night with Modoc in mind. I'm like, holy, this is Modoc. That was yeah, Modoc. It's still, it's still it's somewhere yeah, it's in the still. multiverse. There is a comic book accurate version of a Modoc. Because yeah. like I said, if you would have told me walking out of Age of Ultron. Because that man came out of Age of Ultron, you know, like. It came out right after. If you told me that Ant-Man was going to fight Modoc and came to conquer in the third his third movie, I would say just smoke crack. Because what? Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Cloud, it's what you think about worked. Modoc. Uh, actually? Well, <laughs> we'll get to him in a second. But um, I think I, I told something. <laughs> go ahead. So who was it that I told? I thought it was gonna be Zola. Ah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Ar- gonna be Zola. Armin Zola. Zola. He blew up last time we checked. But then that actually got spoiled to me. That actually, that actually got spoiled to me. That was one of the things that got spoiled to me going. Probably the only thing that got spoiled to me going in to go see the movie before. Yeah. What do you think of the design? That it was that it was Darren, and even and even that it was Darren. I was just like, well. Can't really prove it. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> it's not yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we had a Funko Pop leak of the of like the face shield down. Yeah. So that, a lot of people that I saw. confused that I saw. as to what, you know, who was actually Man. playing the guy. But again, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. He is the biggest loser in this, which is like even better because of how often Ant-Man is portraying the loser. Like it's it's cool to have someone even lo- lesser than that. Like even even mm-hmm. more shitty. But my favorite part of the new Modoc character, this new Darren Cross, is that he's absolutely insane. He's just like he's he's gone insane. He's like yep. murder hungry. He's like got a murder boner and he just wants to he has like chainsaws <laughs> and lasers and very comic. I light. am Modoc. I'm a living weapon. <laughs> I am a living weapon. I I, I am the ultimate the weapon, that's what he like, says. It, I am the it, ultimate weapon. <laughs> like, his character could, would, and should only work in the context of the of Quantum Mania. I see why they didn't, like, introduce him in Iron Man 3 or, like, in in, uh, in Shang-Chi or whatever, because he looks so ridiculous, but, yeah. like, in the Quantum Realm, it's normal. Because everything like, looks ridiculous. Like, that's a broccoli <laughs> head, dude, and, like, a swan talking slime charging it head first in the battle, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just fits right in with everybody at that point. Like, truly, it does. Like, the Wizard of Oz, like, everything looks weird, except, like, everything looks normal, except this this one girl with the red shoes. She's the only thing that sticks out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Darren explains that after Scott sabotaged his suit, he was painfully compressed and sent into the quantum realm. Darren says that he saved his life and made Darren into the ultimate weapon. Now Darren is dead and there is only Modoc. 
back at the speakeasy, Krylar tries to apprehend his guests, but Wasp manages to sting the guards, and the three escape in Krylar's ship after Hank enlarges an eight-legged creature as a distraction. Now that they are alone, Janet finally tells the truth about her time in the Quantum Realm. She explains that she wasn't alone for her entire time when she was trapped there, and we flash back to the events of the beginning of the film, where a ship crashes and its passenger saves Janet before asking where they are. She explains that the man said that he was a traveler, and had a ship that was incredibly technologically advanced and could traverse the multiverse. Seeing this as her way out, Janet agrees to help this man try to repair his multiversal engine core that was destroyed when he crashed. They spend years trying to power it back up, becoming friends in the process, and the Traveler even promises to make sure that Janet gets back to Hope as a thank you for her help. He tells her that time isn't what she thinks it is, it's a prison, one that needs to be one that one needs to break from. He also tells her that he will use his powers of time travel to make it like Janet never left and they continue their experiments. One day, they actually reach a breakthrough and repair the core, but before they could escape the quantum realm, Janet, having touched his ship, which was connected to his mind, realizes that the man she is helping has murdered countless other civilizations, timelines, and universes. What a mic drop. What a moment in this film. Because up until this point, they're chilling, they're smiling, they're helping each other out, and... All like both facial acting, her her face of like, I'm helping space Hitler. Like I'm helping. <laughs> like I am. <laughs> holy hell! Like wow, wow. And if I push this back in a little bit, it's over. It's all over for everyone everywhere. And then, Major's almost heartbroken that she knows now. So now you know what it's gonna be. You know what I'm saying? Like now she knows. There's only at the one edge way of to my do seat. This. Yeah, I, I feared for her. like I that moment in just from a pure existential like human bare bones emotion but that you think you're helping someone out of the kindness and goodness of your heart because you're, you're you know you're both screwed if y'all don't help each other because that's human nature we want to help one another you know but finding out that you're basically helping the devil the most mm -hmm. evil thing that you could possibly I my heart just mm, and he's still oh, promising no. you something. The devil is still staying with his hand out. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> like, I know he's so Don't even worry about it. It's not even. Don't worry about it. Still, you still ain't gotta worry about that. Except, no, except no. yours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're good. You, you good. Well, that's. Wait. I was saying. I was. I was uh, joking around with people after I got out of the theater, and I was saying that um, he he's the ultimate fuckboy. He's the ultimate fuckboy. <laughs> Because it's like it's like um a, him trying to pick up a girl, right? And the girl being like, "You look like a heartbreaker. You probably just go out there and break hearts." And then he goes, "Yeah, but not yours, though." You know what I'm saying? She goes, <laughs> "What you finna do when you get out here? You gotta destroy worlds." And he goes, "Not yours, though. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, come on, what? Don't even worry about. It. Just get me out of here. I'll leave your thing." I leave it fine. You good? Um, you good, bro? I, th this whole scene just vibrated with malice, and you, I, I again, like A Rob said, I didn't know yeah. where it was going to, where it was going to turn. Bad, bad intentions all around. Yeah, 
um, shocked over the sheer malice, destruction, and evil that she witnesses, Janet pauses long enough for the traveler to believe something is wrong. And again, he's smart as hell, so he knows exactly what happened. He knows she saw. He knows what she saw. But he, he doesn't even say, like, what are you seeing or any of that stuff. He goes, like, Janet, we can go home. Like, he's just reiterating, like, hey, remember what we're here mm-hmm. for. I know you just saw my DMs, and you just saw that I'm cheating. <laughs> But that's not what we're talking about right now. We said we were going to Cancun. The tickets are purchased. Get on the plane. The we plane right here. Yeah, we got it. Let's go. Let's do this. And um, she asks him who Kang is. Who's, who's like, Kang? Who's Kang? Uh, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Who's this name in your phone? Who Kang? <laughs> and then he says, it's who I need to be. And I'm like, oh, well, wait, what? What, like, what are we talking about right now? Um, uh, <laughs> um, with his ship fully functional, he dons some futuristic armor and tries to bargain with her, saying he will not destroy her world. And still, Top five in personal, like just costume setups, like right up there with Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Black Panther. Oh just yeah, costume change, bro. And I said it in multiple. Uh, chats when people ask me about the film she's you know and what are you going to do when you get out of here and he just looks up and goes when and I was like take Ooh. it take it, take it all. <laughs> I don't even care what do you, you want to win what do you need here have it have it bro because he's just so compelling I believed him I was, I was, I was going to leave the theater I was like you you got it you got it bro my yeah, bad whatever you are yeah, you my got fault. it my fault. Because again, just that the confidence win. I'm just, I'm just gonna win. Um. So uh, realizing if she helps him escape the quantum realm, she will bring a level of destruction. He'll she'll he'll bring this level of destruction with him. She steals the engine core and uses pin particles to make the engine core so large that they cannot be used to escape. The traveler screams in anguish as he realizes that Janet has marooned them both into the quantum realm. What I love about this is that she had something at stake as well. She was as close as he was to escaping is as close as she was to seeing her family again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she a true had hero to make for that. that choice. Yeah. She had to make that choice and, and it wasn't easy. And even when she says, sorry, hope and does it, I'm like, damn, like, again, you must, you must've been thinking about that one moment of going home forever. And as she knows it, she basically torpedoed their one chance of ever escaping. Um, and I love that when they cut, when they cut back to Janet, she's got a thousand yards there. She's not even looking at either one of them. And she's like, you don't understand. I've been hiding from him. I've been fighting him. I've been running from him for the last 30 years. And I'm like, damn, damn. Um, and then she says, you know, he is the conqueror. So just as his name suggests, he uses his vast technological advances to create an entire empire here in the quantum realm, hell bent on tracking down that one woman, <laughs> right? That one, that one, one woman who stopped him from escaping in the first place. Um, hell bent to the point that people like Krylar again pulled in and being uh, recruited to be part of his army so that they can continue to find um and like, like he said he's he's very persuasive and, and yeah. i don't want to see how persuasive good lord well we saw but, when he tried to when he tried to change scott mind what happened so I, right that's, i was like that's oh. any kind of uh, indication of his uh people skills <laughs> we know. they're pretty godlike <laughs> yeah. 
hundred percent. I love that uh, since we saw him in the quantum realm, like he literally had nothing and then yeah. created this dome cityscape, like something out of Star Wars, yeah. like a type one civilization, well, one and a half, yeah. almost type two. Like it, it blew my mind, like the, the scope, the CGI, the, the sheer just technological, holy hell, the yeah. Avengers are going to lose fighting this man. Because <laughs> look what he did in 30 years. He built an entire city right? in 30 years. I've been on this oh earth for 30 God. years. I ain't do nothing. I ain't do none of that. <laughs> well, to be fair, we're not from the 31st century. Then go back in time to get trapped there to go back forward that in time to get stuck true. in the 41st century and conquer that time with a past variant of yourself's technology to take that. You know what? That is yeah, true. I should I should be a bit kinder <laughs> to myself when it comes to yeah. <laughs> what I, what I yeah, have and have not done. Crazy man Hank realizes if Kang gets a hold of Cassie or Scott, he'd have the tech to do so. Do so meaning escape. Speaking of Cassie and Scott, they are being tormented by MODOK while in their holding cell, and MODOK reveals it was him who tracked down Cassie's signal and alerted Kang of their presence. And I love how Scott's like, "Oh, I could just see the baby legs now. I just am now seeing the baby legs." <laughs> He comes, bro, he opens the suit and you see his baby legs and his baby headbutt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little butt. This is the, the baby third head time, <laughs> yeah. the third or fourth time you've seen a butt that's a that's sheer ass in the MCU. Hulk's butt and Ragnarok, Thor's and Love and Thunder. Now, of all people, Modox in Quasimania. I also uh, Can love see, like Peggy's or like Domino's or Gamora's, please. I know <laughs> this saying. was. I know this was all the way in the, the beginning. But I also, I also love the whole thing about um, um, you know, and then the Hulk turned me into a baby. Am I the Hulk's baby? <laughs> Wait, it's always, it's always that conversation. Paul Rudd. I have to believe that was improvised. I well, you know that's a, you know that book's available. That book is fully one hundred percent available. <laughs> yes, it's real. It's available. I think the audio what? version is done by him, so I can't I'm wait. Weak. To yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, Should we review that? I mean, I we might, we might, bro. we might some extra content. Watch out for the little guy book report. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I bet. <laughs> um, but yeah, the conqueror himself arrives. And uh, strikes a deal with Scott. Steal something for Kang that he had stolen from him or his daughter will be killed. Um, so this is the scene that we saw in the trailer. You know, are, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Are you Thor? Um, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, he warns him that if he... A lot of implications there for me. A lot of implications. Well, what's interesting is he warns him if he can't help... Like Kang warns him, if you can't help me escape, then you won't survive what happens next. Saying that he was exiled by variants of himself who serve as a much bigger threat than he would ever be. Um, so, like, thing number one is, again, when he comes in and he's like, which Avenger are you? Are you Thor? Uh, you know, have I killed you before? All this other kind of stuff. He would later on just straight up saying, say, uh, you're out of your depth, Ant-Man. So he knew who he was the whole time. He was just playing both. He was just playing stupid to embarrass him. That's the level of 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 chess Kang is playing. He walks in and Sorry. treats Scott like he's nobody, even though he knows exactly who he is. To the point of knowing that he has pin 
tech to help him with the engine. He knows he's Ant Man, but he comes in like, who? Which one? Are you, which one of them are you? Which one? You know, to show him how little on the damn totem pole Ant Man is, which I thought was uh, an interesting character choice. I thought that was an interesting little little tidbit there. Literally, I love that whole scene when Kang came in, just his presence, that Darth Vader, just foreboding. You don't know if he's going to kill you or offer you a deal. Thank God he took the ladder. And still in line with Ant-Man's whole theme of his movies, he is a thief. He, for lack of better words, Another heist, yeah, right? Yep, yep, yep. We have another heist movie, but just on a smaller, grander scale. (laughs) Both small and big, yeah. Uh, that's what she said. But uh, oh, no. oh no! But the implications that he said that they all they all blur together. That like when he said that he's conquered universes, he's mm-hmm. defeated multiple teams of Avengers, X Men, Inhumans, uh, Fantastic Four, Doctor Dooms, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange's Illuminati's, like the Shi'ar Empires, the Creed, the Brood. The, the scrolls, like he's defeated yeah. multitudes of these. They all blurted the, the Shi'ar Emporium, like uh, the, the super team that the, uh, the, not the Sentry, the but the uh, dude. Yeah, the Royal Guard, the dude the, with the Mohawks up at the head of. Uh, yes, he's defeated him on several occasions, probably. Like, it, it as, uh, you know, we read comics. The general audience members, I'm sorry, I don't know what's coming. But y'all are going to be hurt watching some of your favorite characters die or they're very just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so I've got to confess, I I think, and maybe this is the point. I I believe him. I I believe that the variants are worse than he is. I believe that he thinks he's doing what's right. I don't think he's doing what's right, but I believe him that he thinks he's doing what's right. And oh I yeah, think, no! I love the sympathetic villain. I, I think you're meant to. I think like the ending of this film for you depends on whether or not you believe him. If you don't believe him, um, and you think that the that he is the biggest threat to the multiverse and not the the Kang Dynasty, then will he, you'll believe that he'll possibly come back to be the bigger bad once we've dealt with them. Um, if the Kang Dynasty is the real big bad, then we've just like Scott says at the end, he may have doomed us all <laughs> to. Oh you know, yeah, we're gonna get talking about the ending. To what what what's there? And I was talking to a, a friend of mine about this, and he's like, he's not in the right. He's meant to always believe that he's the only person that could do anything. That's that's a level of hubris. That's a level of confidence. That's a level of of you know um, him thinking that he's a god. Something that Janice says before. And while I agree that this character has that, the same way that Glor- Loki had a glorious purpose, um, the only thing that makes me feel like he is a bit more, uh, not honest, genuine than Loki is that there are moments of actual sadness in his face when he Facts. realizes that he is both the absolute worst and the absolute best thing to happen to the multiverse. Literally, yes. When he was delivering some of those lines, it almost, like I said, he was, I love a sympathetic villain, which is why I love Thanos. They know what they're doing. They have to do some really terrible things, but it's all for a grander, better purpose. You know, in their eyes, you know, it's, it's messed up. But from their point of view, what they're doing is truly good. He do mm-hmm. he does want to save the multiverse, you know, by ending all by just ending some of it and controlling all of it by conquering it. 
Yeah, it sounds bad, but hey, existence still goes on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Same with Thanos, you know? He saw his, his people ended. So instead of, you know, all life ending, how about erase half of life so life can continue on? Yeah. So it's, I, and the way Kang delivered those lines, yes, that's sadness, because he knows, because he's, I've done it all and seen it all. He knows how it ends. So it is kind of sad that he knows what he's done. He's got to do it again. So yeah. he doesn't take solace happiness in what he's doing. But he, you know, it is what it is. You got to win. You got to win. What What you thinking, Cloudus? Are you on man. his side? Do you my man, my man, my man is very, very, very intimidating. With every word he spoke, I was shook. So it was... It was kind of hard to like, you know, want to keep track and not kind of be look at him like with this <laughs> in all, in all, yeah, in all. Like the dude just has, dude, homeboy just has a presence, bro. Like, yeah, big, yeah heavy, big, heavy, you know, presence. Like it's like his aura. Like it's all the only way I can put it it's almost like a weighted blanket and then seeing seeing his um seeing his um the rest of what he has going on like the suit the tech um him him emoting along with the suit every time he goes to go look for something on his suit to go shoot or out or to <laughs> you know he was doing he was doing the 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 force fields and the energy projections on freaking point i was so happy we saw a force field you know, <laughs> I was like yeah I was like he's no he's known for them shits he's known for the the, the orbs but I, I believe him but i don't trust him <laughs> yo i feel that that's why i i really truly i couldn't trust kang either man you know like I, mean? I really i man is he truly the, the, the kang the conqueror because we, that, that 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 was a big coliseum like what like what if this isn't the kang the conqueror that we're gonna see like maybe this was the, the conqueror that lost the last war because we saw the cops like kings. yeah <laughs> i believe him i just don't trust him uh the same way the same way i um i i thought about it when i when he was when they showed us the flashback with janet i'm like he didn't lie to her yeah but he didn't exactly tell her what was up. You know what I mean? Because he's a fuckboy. Right, tell Because he's a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy. So I, I come around. I come back around to that. You know what I mean? So it's like I, homeboy is heavy, but it's like I don't, I don't trust him. I believe what he says, but I just don't trust him. I just don't yeah. trust him. You should always be that mindful time of the traveling sob. You always got to be mindful <laughs> of the person that says I'm the only one that can that can solve this. Right, you always gotta be mindful of the guy that right. says nobody else can fix nobody else but me. Nobody, I think nobody else can fix nobody else can do a better job than me. I'm the best. Quantum realm. The best I saw this guy, he was, was an end, and then he turned huge. You should have seen him. <laughs> Very powerful. <Coming> up. <laughs> I'm gonna go fight Shang-Chi in China. But <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I love this portrayal of this character. And again, um, I want to believe that the, the tech, the suit, all that stuff is neural linked to him as well as yep. his ship. If that is the case, I, I'm now I'm just, you know, shooting off. I feel like very similar to Kylo Ren, how Kylo Ren had that sword that or saber that uh, was literally like 
shooting off energy blasts on the side because it was just so crackling with malice and then rage and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the scars are a are a like a a side effect of using the suit too much, either too much or pushing it past mm. pushing it past its power level, and. I think that's why his eyes and all that, because he's linked with the suit. It's all connected. Yeah, it is a neurokinetic uh, link suit. Yeah, and that's a that would be kind of dope. Like it's just a side effect, kind of like uh, and back he doesn't in, uh, care. Iron Man too. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's just burning. He's just but you know he doesn't care. He, he doesn't. That's why the lines on the suit go there too, just to hide the. You you know what? That would make sense. I was. I and was most wondering. Most conquerors in history have like had like a defined scar feature or something on them to mark them as like, for lack of better words, like I'm the shit. Look at my battle yeah, scars. because I, I noticed that his eyes glow and the lines glow, and obviously, like the eyes, I couldn't figure out why. Why would they? Right? <laughs> why would they glow unless it's all connected? Unless his mind, eyes, body, all of that is connected to the suit, right. and then the lines light up but maybe that's it's because it's doing something you know maybe because that's because it's lighting his ass up um which even goes to another level like this is the amount of pain that he's willing to endure just to get accomplished what he wants to get accomplished so i was like man that's bonkers um so hope hank and janet head towards the location of the engine core and scott after a tearful goodbye to cassie attempts to secure it as he gets closer, things get weird as multiple versions of Scott appear, each as confused as the last. Modoc tells him that he's in a probability storm and is seeing every possible choice he could ever make. Uh, I just wanted to pause real quick because I thought it was hilarious when he gets down there and it's all pitch black. It's quiet. And he's like, Darren? 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 Modoc. And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, "Wow, bro, you really, you really putting your foot down on that? You really you know, the whole call me by my name, bro." When that joke like happened, that, that's see, my that name in the quantum room. Was perfect. I love it. He's still petty, even though they all fucking like smaller than a dime. But you know, it is. What it is. <laughs> um, and also, I love. And don't you? Like, and oh, don't you? Don't you gloss by the fact of Baskin Robbins? Scott oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yes, also, I love, like it was uh like by this time it was uh, forty five minutes into the movie we finally get to see Kane the Conqueror. I, I thought I'd just throw that out there. Yeah, like, it was, was a long while. From the whole movie, like this guy, you have to keep a high from him. Oh, yeah, don't worry about him. Just Janet, just fade. Like man, we finally get to see why. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the the tech, the the forebodingness, the the presence. The, the Jesus Christ, this uh, man. And, he, and again, the, the suit, the suit gives him like telepathy or te telekinesis. It, so he's he used it to torture, torture Scott and Cassie. Um, yeah. All the Scots freak out, including the Baskin Robbins Scott. Some try to grow large and are, are physically unraveled by the storm. Others flee, and Scott is ultimately overcome with variants and is practically buried under them. When Cassie gives him some words of motivation. Seeing as all the Scots want the same thing, they protect, oh, to protect Cassie, they all work together to get Scott close to the core. But when he fires a pin particle, it has no effect. I was like, I was like, wait, what, what? <laughs> when it right. burned out here, I was like, yo, I was like, wait, wait, what happened? Wait, what? He did it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 100%. I was like, I thought he did it. What? Oh, no. Um, and then somebody else, because I'm an idiot, they're like, oh, yeah, they're all huddled up like ants. 
They're all all the, all the, all the <laughs> my variants. girlfriend said the exact <laughs> the same thing, like, and I was like, "Oh, it's an anthill." Oh, yes, okay, yes. You're right. I little Easter egg. <laughs> I, I same here, man. Like it took someone else, like my girlfriend. Just, I was like, "Oh wow, Ant Man looking like a bunch of ants making an anthill." Yeah. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's pretty. That's pretty good there." Um, I also love like that that tracks that all of them would help him with Cassie, as we just said here. It's right. Really, one of the defining things of the trilogy is this idea that he's always that's always his top mission is to save cassie so they would all be on that tip too uh did that work for you uh cloudis as a father uh gonna gonna have to say they had a they um they had a lot of moments the pep talk was certainly um one of my um one of my favorites um just get just come back just get this all yeah, just get just get back. Just get back. We gotta get back. We gotta do this, but you know, we all got the same it's all for the same reason. So let's get yeah, on right. the same page and let's help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's all help me. Army of one. Uh, a lot of people uh I saw a lot of comments about that scene that people were complaining about it. Um basically mimicking Rick and Morty. And I had to just, you know, stop and pause a lot of people like, um, I heard, I heard about that too, but really I, I was, I was, I liked that scene, but I, I really liked, I really liked the ad, I really liked the ad living when they were, when he was climbing and also the ad living uh, when, all, when, um, all when one or run. two of them would start to fall. <laughs> that was insane. You hear them fall off the side. Yeah. Oh no. It is, ah, I can't go well, they really do the cool. whole thing it's where real. when the Baskin Robbins guy shows up, somebody's like, "You have any ice cream?" You somebody's like, But I love when the he shows scene. up. They're like, "Why do you look the weird? Why are you dressed weird?" He's me. like, "You're dressed weird. This is my uniform." <laughs> 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 Why y'all dressed that way? Y'all dressed weird. I'm like, hmm. I love that the fact that they actually like put in the they actually made a scene just dedicated to Schwartner's cat. Just yeah. the probability to start like what could all the infinite possibilities, what would you do in that situation? Shout out to Rick and Morty, but for the people that said that this is like I got this from Rick and Morty, this concept has been in the comics for decades. Marvel did it in 1986, 1985, I think. So it's like Secret yo Wars. the first Secret Wars. So yeah, I um so. I would <laughs> I would say that um prior to even watching this film, I went into my group chat and I said, man. If they do Council of the Kangs, so many people are gonna be like, "Wow, they ripped off Rick and Morty," and that's one of the saddest things. Yep. This was before I even seen the film. I was like, "That's one of the saddest things that's gonna happen." People are gonna be like, "Oh, so this is just like the Citadel kind of stuff," and I'm like, <laughs> "But it goes, it, 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 hey, 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 it, it, we played this game with DC already, right? Marvel beat DC to the punch a bunch of times, and so when DC does stuff." They're like, oh, you just took it from Marvel. Now Marvel, for the first time, knows what it feels like. It's it's that, oh, that's what it feels like. <laughs> it just that's took so long. weird. Because yeah. like when I first saw the Council of Ricks, I'm like, oh, Council Reeds. I didn't even think of the Council of Kings. I thought of Jonathan Hickman's, you know, yep. the three Reeds with the thing on it. Like, yeah. So I'm like, yo, people, let's, besides, you know, the fact that they did get the writers from Rick and Morty to both write for this and Loki season one and two. So that's, you know, but I really hope yes. people, if you read my voice, like, go read the comics. Go read what Rick and Morty is based off of. All their concepts in their show are based off comics that from both Marvel and DC. Nothing is, in Rick and Morty is new. 
is, is there by, any by far is there any chance that um because like okay one of the things in rick and morty is this idea that there's a rick is rick and there's a morty is morty is kang the kangiest kang is he the, the most kang is he the most <laughs> kang like are we gonna realize that he is the kang he is kang he's kang I, kang ultimate I believe, kang prime i don't i don't think we've yet. i believe <laughs> we, will, we will see that in kang dynasty i've heard rumors that they're also going to part one and two kang dynasty alongside part one and two in secret wars Golly. So I would believe that we would see if, you know, for those who keep up with comics and know King's history, there will be that whole Coliseum of Kings will be just etched down to one King Prime eventually. Because right. like we saw on Loki, there was only one King, he who remains. And that wasn't the Mortis. So, right. you know, we will see that come to fruition. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Um... Oh yeah! Well, thankfully, Wasp arrives because again, she's the bodyguard and she helps. <laughs> she helps. She helps him. Uh, she helps him um, shrink the engine core back down to his original size. Scott gets ready to hand it over to Kang, but is warned by Janet and Hope not to. Kang shows up and politely asks for it, but refuses to give over Cassie, which enrages Scott. This is my favorite part of Kang, and it continues on here. Because we start to realize that this man has his patience has literally been on a dime this entire time. <laughs> this entire time he's just been calm yeah, and cool time. and collected because things are kind of going in his way. The second it seems like it might not go in his way. Like the second like they're just debating whether or not to give him the orb, and he's like, "No, nah, you know what? Fuck it." He takes the orb. <laughs> Like, I'm not gonna sit here with y'all. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna sit here with y'all argue. Whatever, your your daughter's not gonna miss you anyway. Then uh Modoc crashes uh Hank's ship, you know, in the background. Janet tries to run away and he force grabs her and he's like, No, you're gonna chill with me. We 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 we, we about to uh you about to watch me uh take off. And this is where you left me to die, so let's see how well they do. And I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> Right, I was like, "Yo, damn." Yes. Um. The, and even though Ant Man and the Wasp try to take him down, he just swats them away. He's like, "Yeah, nothing." Swat, swat. Aim energy. Yes. Yes. Once again, if you would have told me in 2015 that Ant Man and the Wasp would be fighting Kang the Conqueror, one of the Avengers' greatest villains, I would have told you you were, just, you were lacing your like blunts with like squirrel tails or reptilian like nails or something. Yes. Yes. What I, do you smell? Eye of Newt. This eye of Newt. Yes. <laughs> and yes. like hair of Wookiee. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I, I, and then, then, then they, and then it would be taking on, taking them on by themselves. You know, that absolutely sounds crazy. Um, Kang grabs Janet and opens a portal to his kingdom. Hank is saved by a group of his aunts that got sucked into the quantum realm. Um, when they did, but ended up separated, they got stuck in another dimension, and they experienced time dilation of 1,000 years, and they are now an incredibly advanced Type 2 civilization, and have returned to uh, help their master. Blue Mom was not expecting that, did not see that coming. They edited that the hell out in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we, have an, we basically have an army of ants. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who don't know, a type 2 civilization is basically a civilization that harnesses the power of their sun or their local star for energy. They don't use the resources on the planet they inhabit. 
to get the energy from somewhere else without doing harm to like it's it's pretty advanced. And that is entirely crazy. I hate him's ants with fucking lasers on their backs and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's another smoking crack moment. Ants, bro. Dude, it works. <laughs> It works. Where was this at Endgame? This would have been highly helpful, Hank. I also found somebody's uh, take on the ants uh, on Facebook. Oh, I, thought, I thought I thought it was super interesting. I mean, we'll get to it in a second. Um, but let's see. Ants. Ants. Kang mobilizes his army and gives a speech to his followers, but is eventually cut off by Cassie, who does her best to motivate the freedom fighters by telling them Kang has never been more vulnerable and they have to strike now. She also uh, helps the warrior woman um break out a couple of the freedom fighters to wage war against kang um suddenly scott having grown to a size larger than he ever has before begins wrecking shop with kang's citadel demanding the conqueror show himself um so i i why i like this scene i felt like we didn't we didn't really get the scope because everything was so small like i didn't really <laughs> get a feeling of how actually how big he actually was but he Yo, was the biggest he's that. ever been you know that that's that's the point they were trying to make that he this is he's gone larger than he ever has before. Um, Kang tries to unleash his army on Giant Man, and Scott is overwhelmed, but he's eventually helped by the same freedom fighters he met earlier. Kang trains his guns on Scott, who uses a disc as a shield. I love the Captain America callback. You know, he's like mm-hmm. Team always, 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 always. Anytime somebody picks up a shield, and he's like, uh, <laughs> I fought with Captain America. I wouldn't fought against Captain America. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> right, I love the correction. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he used the shield, manages to break through Kang's defenses with a little help from Cassie, who grows giant sized after thrashing Modok and teaching Darren, you don't have to stay a dick. So that was interesting. Great tagline for the whole movie. He's like, you don't got to stay a dick. You don't got to stay change. a dick. You either, Kang. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> the father. And daughter embrace as Kang watches his army fall to the freedom fighters. This is again, this is another instance of like the pot is the top of the pot is like this. The fucking steam. You know what I'm saying? Like it it's like this. But when he looks over and he realizes that he might be quote unquote losing, it's a wrap. He done floats down. <laughs> He's like, he does the Thanos. Fine, I'll do it myself. And he just starts murking people by himself. Just, Left just hold, and right. Literally a word A Rob the Marvel God uses all the time with swath bean. He cuts a swath <laughs> of these. People. I was I was so hyped in the theater. I was like, no, he's not even killing these people. He's literally wiping them from existence from every timeline. I will he's burn them out of them time. Out of time, right? I was like, damn, bro. You're gonna burn me out of time. But my favorite, and, and this is only for this is not even for anybody because nobody can see the video. My favorite was his little stutter step when he was, yeah, like, he was, he was like, one-handed. Like, this, this little bit of the Nathaniel Richards, that little nerd. He's like, yeah, I'm a dragon yeah. growing up. Yeah. But I also attribute that to Jonathan Majors' physical acting. You understand? Know At no point oh, man. is he not throwing his whole body into no matter what it is. He's throwing his whole body into it. Um. And like I said, you got to think that sometimes you get the CGI, you know, ping pong st- stuff. People don't want to, people don't want to unleash because they're afraid they're going to look stupid. But in this, he's, when he has that blue face on, he's got the, the he's got the mad face on. He's got, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he was old. mad. Yeah. Because like, I thought about that. He could have floated down this, been cool about, but no, he was mad. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, petty. <laughs> <mother>. <laughs> <laughs> Out of, get out of 
just again so close and again being, <laughs> like you know, every time he did that. the shield and just exploded with that blue energy. It, I felt for them. Like, yo, he could have evaporated. I'm like, Star Killer in the trailers when he yeah. fought against the stormtroopers and did that force shield repulse. I'm like, 100%. No. 100%. I, and, and that concept art, if y'all seen it on, on Combo Click or just seen it on the internet, Kate Bishop was seen firing an arrow at this man with Captain Marvel in the background, with Shang-Chi and like Wong. And I'm like, Kate Bishop's going to die. If this is what, if this is what he can do, Everyone who don't have powers are gonna die horribly. <laughs> horribly. It's not even gonna be cool. Yeah. Oh Lord, I'm gonna feel for I, Young Avengers, Jesus. Not not only that, but like I think of something that they said with Jonathan Majors. He said that he studied like uh, like Alexander the Great and um, you know, guys like like Julius Caesar. And uh, if that's Antilla the, the, the Hun, yeah. Um, uh, and Genghis Khan. And uh, oh my God. What, the best way to describe his performance in this, uh, and this is, in, I mean, I hope some of you guys have the thinnest, um, the thinnest understanding of history, but this, his performance in this feels like if Julius Caesar survived the knife attack. You know what I'm saying? And now it he's just—it's—it's it's on. You understand? Know like on. that did what? It, that did what? That—that's exactly—that's what it feels on. like. He was betrayed, <laughs> exiled by the king, by the council of kings. Yeah. He's trying to get back. He's if Julius. If he didn't survive, <laughs> yo, he was disgusted, bro. He's disgusted with everybody and anybody who ever had anything to do with it. He's over it. And at this that, point, like he I said, burned Italy to the ground. Yeah, he would have pulled a Palpatine like the Empire. He would have Operation Cinder burned the Empire. Yeah, all let okay. yeah, all let this happen. Oh yeah, only yeah, part of yep. this. Yeah, all game. Oh my god, so Ooh, good, that bro. is real. So good. Um, and uh, even though even though some of the Freedom Fighters have holes, um, they're no match for Kang in this thing. <laughs> my boy got some holes. Uh, oh, I feel for my man with the with the laser with the light bulb head with the the laser oh, he head. Got, got. Uh, I felt the yeah, flashlight. Flashlight boy got got. <laughs> we can't hit him with the. You activated my trap card. Bow. Just, oh man, I felt for my man. <laughs> he had to go out like that, man. He was so yeah. prominent in all the trailers. <laughs> yes, yes, he was, and then he got his ass taken out. Um, <laughs> Uh, our heroes try to take Kang down, but he swats them away again. Suddenly, Hank's ants arrive and swarm the entirety of Kang's army, and they just took their asses out. They just ran them right the hell over. I was like, wow, like nothing. And I love that analog. Like, to, in, in our real world, if for some strange reason all the ants and or spiders just hive-minded, they could, in theory, take over the planet. There are way more ants. There's like one human to every million ants, I think. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking ants. If you do the math, they would take our asses <laughs> out. The lack, out. even if we go to like ice climates, they would just evolve and just go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so like everything is Loki based in science in this movie, which is like, what's better? The greatest army is it technically an ant army, and Hank Pym is the god king of it. Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, he is, and and the whole film they're kind of making fun of the fact that he's a guy who talks to ants, plays with ants. Like this was the whole like I am Kang. This is that moment, you know. You talk to ants, um, you know. Yeah. And, you talk to ants. and then 
and then pie and the your ants, face. And then the yeah, then the ants come out that ass. Mm. Um, so to his ass up. Um, he fights hey, them back. Yeah, he, he fights. He fights them back using a shield around himself, which I was. There was like a badass moment. He creates the shield and he's trying to move the shield foot by foot. Yeah, like he's foot by foot. One foot against the, against the end. Yeah. Boom, and I'm like, yo, he really about to do it. He about to do it again. Gotta keep playing, my man. He really about to break out of this again. Um, uh, but. Um, in a last ditch effort to prove that he is not still a dick, Darren uses the power <laughs> of Modok to disable Kang's shield. Kang is taken over by uh, the horde of ants, and Scott gives Modok a hero's goodbye. <laughs> um, uh, pretty, uh, pretty bad design for Kang giving your minion a means to defeat you. It, yes. Like, like ever since ever since they were in the room together, he literally said, "Don't speak while I'm in the room." I was like, "Oh." He gonna remember that. Okay, right. I'm like, that's what I feel, I feel like. That's gonna come back and get you and look at that. And I, I felt that was a little weak, like right there in the writing. Like, why would Moda have the it? means to defeat him when he was given to means to live? Like, why would Kang do that? Did he really just in his hubris think that Moda would was, have to take him down or betray him? Like, I, I, have to I wonder what that, he, right? I wonder what I he promised that. him once they got out. He was the great Avenger. He was the greatest Avenger. <laughs> He's one of the greatest Avengers. Who's the Avenger? Not being a dick. Uh, no, yeah. And he's like, me, Scott, you and I were like brothers. And Scott's like, we were? <laughs> the fuck? Literally, me and like three of the people in the audience were going like, no. no yeah, every, everyone, everyone went, no. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're just Darren. <laughs> no, you're just Darren. You tried to kill uh, his daughter. You ain't brothers. No. <laughs> so you guys ready for what I thought was one of the best takes about this that I saw on Facebook? Oh, what's up? Okay. It says, because when, when he got carried away by the ants, I thought that that was it. I completely forgot about the fist fight. So I'm like, wow, like all that. I love the character. Did he just get, he just got caught by ants. I guess that's just what it is. So this person says, I think a lot of people are dismissing what Hank said about the ants uh, that defeated Kang as just sci-fi jargon. But if you actually take what he says and compare it to Kang's capabilities, then Kang obviously stood no chance. Kang is from the 31st century. That means he only has technology from 1,000 years from now. The ants advance 1,000 years during their trip into the quantum realm, so they should, in theory, match Kang's technological capabilities if we assume that the ants started with modern 21st century tech. However, Hank also says that the ants have a Type 2 civilization, which is in reference to the Kardashev scale, which means that their technology is far yeah. more advanced than the technology Kang has available to him because... Humanity is still expected to only be a type 1 civilization 1,000 years from now. On top of this, Hank says that the ants are socialists, which basically means that they're the anti-Kang. So while Kang is busy fighting off versions of himself, he's now working on his tech, which limits his own technological growth and advancements. Uh, the ants don't have this problem. They don't waste their time arguing amongst each other. They work together for the good of the colony at all times. So adding a thousand years of knowledge and advancement on top of that mentally e uh, easily makes them the most advanced civilization in the entire MCU. Yep. Bar none. I have no arguments. Literally type two civilizations. They. I, I, I was like, you know what? Yeah. I was like, I yeah, Ant. yes, ants, <laughs> yes, ants, yes. ants, ants. <laughs> gotta slap your knee, ants. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> but no facts, 
Like, bro, there are literally a whole issue in the quantum realm now. Like, and they're the they're cohabitating. Like, it's, it's, it's them and the Freedom Fighters cohabitating. Right? Dope. Dope as hell. Dope as hell. That that's cool as shit. hundred <laughs> percent. It only works in the Ant Man franchise. I love it. Uh, Janet manages to get the power core working again as she, Hank, Hope, and Cassie jump through. But um, Kang attacks Scott, nearly beating him into submission. Again, physicality, bro. The hands. You said it. He studied those conquerors, which means he studied all the best martial art fighting styles across time and space, across all types of colonies and civilizations and worlds. Like, I even watching the the fight, I'm like, he, he. this is Jonathan Major just working out. I see boxing. I see Carl McGraw. I see Muay Thai. Them, them knees. He brought his knee up to his head to stomp. His yeah. knee face. I'm like, that's a Muay Thai stomp. That's meant to literally cave in skulls. Like, yeah. holy shit. He whooped. Kang's hands were ready to eat for everyone throughout the yes. movie. Yes. This was an example of uh, Clubber Kang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Clubber <laughs> Kang. Uh, Rocky style. Uh, just kind of laying my man out, uh, Scott Lang. But before, like, I think he punches him a couple times. But man, he, got, he got three solid licks in. Scott got yeah. three solid licks. But each time, Kane was just like, oh, all right. But bop, that, bop, bop. <laughs> that first time that Kane goes to run for the portal, my man, Jonathan Major, just booking it. You see every muscle in this yo, guy. You he, yo, you hear that in his <laughs> He was out. You really believe like I I it sounds so silly, but all of this stuff is not there. Like all of this is green screen and ping pong uh-huh. balls. And he finds a way to make it real. In that moment, you really did feel like this was a window of opportunity that he's been waiting for for 30 years and he is willing to do whatever it takes. Like seeing him like take rip off parts of his own tech because it's not working anymore. He just gotta get through the portal. The desperation, the 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 um the craze, the look on his face, like he, man, killed it, absolutely killed it. Um, Gosh. so now the majors wasted not one frame, and then he one. says, and then he starts taunting him. He's like, I want you to know that you could have went, you could have been, you could have been there, you could have been gone, you could have been with your daughter, but you had to be playing around. He, 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 he ended up pushing Cassie through the portal, yeah, he saved her life, oh, yeah, 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 yeah he saved the, he saved her life, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, Kang just breaks up, bus open the helmet to the point that he has to take it off because he can't like use a nano to bring it back it's so busted um and then like you said just feet coming down scott was nowhere nowhere near but he realizes that he's the one hope stopping um scott <laughs> i see what you did there yeah but <laughs> the eventually hope. he's not the only hope because hope returns and she <laughs> scott destroy the power core and knock kang into it causing him to get sucked into oblivion I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That moment, I, I, he, he didn't die. They he better him. not have died. He, the war, he, they, he lost the nope. battle, but the nope. war, you know, you know, know how this goes, man. Listen, we didn't see a body, right? Booking. Right, right. Unless you see a body, hell is still out there somewhere. <laughs> like for real, for real. Honestly, she's just back in hell. <laughs> he coming back. Like, but no, like that moment, that sleight of hand. He can't. He, he that magic. He, he instead of one, he has six, six different part pin particles, three yeah. to shrink, three to grow. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is about to happen here?" A hundred percent. 
And the thing is, like in this moment, I'm like, yo, what a bold, what a bold choice for this film to make. Just like Janet had to sacrifice and stay in the quantum realm so that her kid can live on. Scott has now done that for his kid. And then the portal opens up behind them, and I go, wait, what the fuck? I remember they they deleted that that Scott and Hope were supposed to be stuck in the quantum realm. Like, but I guess for the movie sake, they just that bloop, there's a portal, and when that it's happened, I'm like, for like five minutes, like, right? <laughs> in that that moment, I'm like, yo, that kind of looks like TVA style. And I thought about, like, oh wait, that's right, Kang did make the TV. Well, he remains yeah. made the TVA, and this like and. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, like, I, I'm, I'm just thinking because like they, they pan over like the quantum realm and you see like the freedom fighters helping the ants and they're both holding each other. And I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to rule the quantum realm. That'd be kind of cool to come back to them in a couple movies and see what's going on. Nope, they're, they're back. Yeah, cool. <laughs> we thought yeah, we every- thought it was the Ten Rings. <laughs> I still think it's the Ten Rings. I still uh-huh. think it's the Ten Rings. Yeah. I think that those Ten Rings, something with time... Stopped when Wu from aging. I think that those that that Kang tech with the bangle sent Kamala back in time because it has some of that time juice. That's right. Call it yeah, in. no, I'm same here. Like I believe it too. Like that, for lack of better words, technology, the Ten Rings and the Bangles. Like no, those are those are connected to a Kang, a version think, of Kang that just yeah, they just got lost in a time stream and landed on our Earth in certain points in time. I think it's going to be revealed, and we'll see versions of kang's drop stuff oh and yeah and we will have oh, realized cool. where you know how a lot of this stuff got started that'll be so uh, great i would love it, to see all the types of mcguffins we're not right? MacGuffins, all but, the you MacGuffins. know that would be fine oh, plot devices the, um, just to, the sh- um, one speaking of which <laughs> one one thing that that i i'm i am i have missed what's up in the in, in ant-man Luis? space cat Oh, the big ass uh, space Kang's gap. gun that's bigger than him. Yeah, my space. <laughs> yep, the space guy. I need my space guy. Space guy. Wait, you ever, what? Seen, you ever seen Kang with the that big space ass space guy? That big oh, ass gun. Big, that big yeah, giant yeah. like Tom gun thing. He just yeah. pulls out of nowhere. In the co- no, in the, in the thing, is, I think that's his. The, he the charge. Either. The charge in Ant Man goes into the the charge in Ant Man and, and thing goes into the gun instead. I think. <laughs> Oh he'll, yeah, he'll come out. He'll come back with that when he shows back. When so. he comes back, I hope. Ooh, I hope so, bro. Man. That sounds gonna be mean. Ooh, he better come out the portal and 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 off. No, it, he's that. not even gonna come out the portal. The the muzzle of the gat is gonna come out of the portal. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna kill all the kings, and then he's gonna walk out. My man's got a tom sniper. I'm weak. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but so, yo. I don't. I don't believe like Kang is 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 done yet, though. Oh, are we, are we there yet? About the uh... Uh, so Scott happily resumes his life, but begins to rethink oh, okay. what Kang told him about his death being the start of something terrible happening. But he nonchalantly yeah. puts it aside. Um, we are at mid credits, so okay. Uh, uh, there there were several. Yeah, there, there were several things that made me well one believe that you know what Kang is coming back just because it's just from a movie like watching standpoint I guess like you know the cake tasted bad the old old boy charged him like three times as much for a coffee now it was like twelve dollars for a coffee and, and instead of getting it for free and now he calls Ant Man said Spider Man you know that was whatever. so funny and then he was just thinking to himself like wait 
did I do something bad again? Like, and because literally every time in, in an Ant Man movie it ends well, it doesn't end well. He got, you know, we thought it was gonna end good in Ant Man, but no, Darren came back. Oh, Ant Man two, oh, he got stuck in the quantum realm because of the snap. Now Ant Man three, oh, we he thought he'd be king, no, he didn't. He literally sent Kang deeper into the multiversal engine core of his ship. And if and if if I have to believe with comic book science knowledge, now Kang has access to all points in time and space. Mm -hmm. Now that I he's said the same device, thing. <laughs> now he just has to harness <laughs> it. So like yeah. now I'm like, this is how Kang Dynasty starts. All these Kangs are gonna think like you know they're, that they're free to do I whatever. Feel like, they want I feel Kang. like he's gonna. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be able to pop up at will. Any place, any time. Now it's it's over. There's nowhere we can hide. Oh, now he has the means. Down. But to he's take got. But he's got. Games. Before he gets. Before he gets to us, he's got beef with them first. Well, exactly. I, I expect him. I expect him making a stop over there. Oh, yeah. at our first. Earth, straight to the Pim Pim Van Dyne. And then and after that, thing. he'll come. He'll come. He'll come back to Earth. Right, because he's going to remember taking that L from Scott. He's going to remember taking that L. He's going to want parts. He's going to want that smoke from our universe again. I just found out that Hayden Penetere's brother died. Oh. Yeah, he was on uh, oh. The Walking Dead. and Oh, my goodness. Very weird. Is that what um, that alert that has popped up? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what's going on. Um, So I'm going to take what you guys said about... Kang and his possibilities of showing up and stuff. So now this is this is how I know Marvel's done what they needed to do or they've done what they want to do right. Um, with the idea that Kang could pop up at any moment, at any time, in any universe, Marvel needed to get us trained to fear that face. So what happens in the mm -hmm. first mid credit scene? We realize just how many Kangs we may have to deal with as numerous variants of Kang commiserate over the death of one of their own and plan their multiversal uprising. And I, I'm so hyped as a comic book fan and just as the MCU fans. Like, I cannot wait. It, it might sound morbid or a little bit, I don't care. I want to see my favorite heroes get swafted on screen. I'm sick of the heroes winning. I want them to lose. I was hurt with Infinity War, but I, it needed to happen. It needed to happen. Heroes don't win all the time. Sometimes they take L's, and sometimes them L's are huge. I want to see it. <laughs> no, 100%. I, um, I think this is all a smokescreen. I think all of this oh, is a smokescreen. First of all, the entire Kang thing is a smokescreen for Secret Wars. Like yeah. he's in this film legitimately talking about incursions, multiverses, universes actually crashing into one another. He's bringing, if you've read Secret Wars, he's putting it all there on the table, but we can't get there yet. So what are we going to, how are we going to dribble the ball until we, it's time to shoot? Well, we're going to busy ourselves with the, with the Kang dynasty and ultimately then Kang. Now I am of the belief that the Kang that we saw in this is going to be the big, 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 big bad. Um, of Kang Dynasty, I can see a situation in which lesser Kangs are destroyed amongst the the different multiverses, and those three have oh, to yeah. get get him. You know, it, it becomes the whole like in in your desperation, you've come to me. You know, whatever kind of situation. <laughs> He's like, come on, bro. Um, but there's some people that believe that he may be taking Doom's spot in Secret Wars. 
which really? I, I wouldn't like that only because I want. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course. But they're saying that maybe he takes the Beyonders' powers and he creates Battle World and he makes himself the king. And you, you know, know what? I have a counter theory to that. Secret Wars will happen as a by we won't see it happen until Fantastic Four. The events of Fantastic Four, you know, as the rumor, as the post credit scene for that will be Doctor Doom and the villain will be Galactus in it. You know, mm-hmm. get into that. King Dynasty, the aftermath of it, because they already introduced incursions and what happens when universes collapse and interact with one another. We're going to see how like Doctor Doom is basically monitoring the universe and seeing it unfold, like the multiversal war unfold through his means of technology of viewing the multiverse, because he does have the multiversal like television lens. I forget what it's called yeah. from the comics. And... As he's seeing it, because he is friends with the Molecule Man or whatever, at that time, he probably was still the power. And whatever universes you see or whatever universes are still left from this multiversal war, he just, you know, battle wars it all from that. I can see that. I can see so that, just, too. As, just as a byproduct of the multiversal war, instead of it all ending with the, with the multiverse ending or just ending in a separate timeline, Doom controls it all as battle world. Just one yeah. universe comprised of but a bunch of universes that survived the Kang Dynasty multiversal war, possibly parts one and two. <laughs> like that's my I whole theory that. on that. I can see that. Um, in the final post credit scene, Loki and Mobius spot another Kang variant named Victor Timely. In the 1920s, ah. Mobius seems to not know what the big hubbub is about, but Loki says that that man is to be feared. Um, I was more scared of Victor Timely than I was of any of the Kang variants. I don't know what it was. I legitimately, <laughs> I legitimately, even knowing what the story is, I legitimately was like, oh, he's here already. Like he's he's already right? here. We're gonna, he's already here. We're back. We're back at it already. We're Loki back at season it already. Two. Holy hell! <laughs> and this is that's the feeling that they want you to have that he's everywhere. He will be popping up mm-hmm. in all different generations under different names and different pseudonyms, different suits. I hope so. And, I hope yeah. so. I hope he's like spr- sprinkled in at least one, like every other project going forward. I can see him as uh, if you guys have saw it on on our page on Comic Click on Facebook. There, he's already a scroll version of him that may appear in Secret Invasion or the Marvel. So we might oh, see I, him in the I Marvel. Saw that today. That was I was look, I was caught, I caught myself staring at that for like a good ten minutes. Like okay, right. So like, there's plenty of concepts of like all so, different versions of Kang that I got. And just took his I got place. a question. Y'all, y'all think? You, do you guys think that's the Kang from our universe from six one from our six one six? Ooh, it could Ooh. be. But then I guess the quantum realm exists outside of the multiverse, right? Like that's the idea. Like anyway, right. yeah, it exists outside could, time. But, and he, space. but they said he came. But they said he came from. He said he came from the future. Now, if he came from the future or any alternate timeline, that wasn't really specified so much, was it? Right. I don't so think it I was. Think right. If, if he's, just, the, I, he's I, I, yo, he might be. Uh, Actually, he is they, the thirty-first, the six-one-six like version like dangling out there on purpose from six-one-six future. Yeah, like since since his oh my god, yeah, he that is the main king. Holy shit, that's our king. That is the six one six king. That's the king they've been trying to stop since he who remains isolated the uh, sacred timeline. The sacred timeline, yeah, that that is the king from our universe. 
Holy shit! I like I like I like to cl- add clarity sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be on purpose or by mistake, it, it, it is. It, since he, holy, f- I've been playing oh with God. that. I've been playing with that. I've been playing with that since I left the theater. Yeah. Yeah. No. If we has- haven't seen him yet, then if this wasn't him, then we have to eventually run into him then. Yeah, no, that's you know I mean? that's that's the six one six uh game because they said in in Multiverse of Madness, our main timeline ours is six one six, and we know in the future, in the thirty first century, he goes back in time, the overshoots it, you know, goes becomes Ramatut, then goes back to the mm-hmm. future to the thirty first century, then goes back to the twenty first century with the forty first tech to conquer the twenty first century, lose starts a multiverse of war, loses, it gives exile to the quantum realm, and th- Oh my god. And we and we already oh know we, we already know Victor <laughs> Timely is not six one six. Because yeah. Loki's not in six one six. Yeah, Loki is, is not six one six. Yeah. Now hold on. Here's the thing. Remember in Captain America, the first like the first movie, when they were still back in time, when they're at the, the Stark Expo and they, they passed the uh the human the torch. Human torch yeah. Android, Victor Timely was the one who made that. Oh wow. So, so he already existed in the MCU. We're just seeing it unfold. Like he's already there. Also, he's the, already uh, there. I want to say the writer of Loki or whatever, maybe Jeff Loveness, that same gentleman, um, was asked about whether or not there was repercussions for um, Steve and Peggy. And he says he can't say anything. We should probably there are. Oof. They are. Tuned. The multiverse is that there are. When Steve went back, because multiverse theory and how timelines work, every decision he made went back. There's always another branch universe being created. He just did get pruned, but somehow he still ended up in Endgame as a because he showed up. Man. He showed up behind the, the the Captain America in that timeline and put his hand over his mouth, <laughs> and then his knife and, and his back and his, ba- and his and back just pulled him into a closet and just pulled him. And into that a is the only way he could do that. Get away with it. You have to kill yourself in that universe to exist. Otherwise, paradox. Uh, a paradox, or uh, since. Two of you are from different universes existing in one place. A convergence can happen. That's yeah. why the TVA prunes you from the. Oh my it's god! All it's all connected. It's all coming full circle. You have to watch everything, y'all. You have to watch everything. Y'all cannot watch. Right now, no, we're not going to sleep tonight. But, but oh my god! You got to watch everything, people. And we watch this. And as you heard from our review, it, it's worth watching. Um, I, yeah, I, I oh at yeah. the very least, just take away Jonathan Major's performance. Take it home with you. It's something that will keep Please. you at night because it is enigmatic. It is dynamite. It is fire. Uh, and I think I cannot wait to see, um, what face he has next. I love that he is doing his full Saw Guerrera with Immortus. He's the, the boar gullet will tell me the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was I was like, like oh, I was upset. I was upset that I was upset that whole thing had to end. I was that was Man, so great. It was yo. That's what about yeah, the Kang, so awesome. What about the Kang that's wild hype in the crowd? He's slapping everybody. He's like, like, I call that wild he, Kang. He's just <laughs> yeah, in the court. In the court, you see him in the corner. What? He's mad hype. I'm like, yo, that guy. He knows where the party's at. <laughs> yo, they I would go. I would. I wanted to go. I wanted to go to the theater to see that thing again. To see it again, just off of that alone. 
Yeah. Facts. In fact, yeah, they're actually about to release a list <laughs> of all the Kang variants too, like for the sake of the movies. Like, bruh. Oh wow. I need to read that list because like and you know, you uh, know YouTubers are gonna pause that's gonna that. Come and just that's gonna them. come folded in the that's gonna come folded inside of the Blu-ray. <laughs> right. Yeah, like just like in Across the Spider-Verse, like with all the yeah. Spider-Man on screen, just like yeah. here, look at this one, it's that one, it's this one, it's <laughs> that costume from this game. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I, and I bet yeah, you, as, as Loki Season 2 comes out and as all this stuff connects more and more, there's things possibly even on the screen or in dialogue that we haven't even gotten the true meaning or truth to yet. So we'll be we'll be doing our due diligence and making sure that we're keeping our eyes open. But you guys got to make sure that you keep That's your ears best. open to the Major Issues Podcast as it drops every single Wednesday, Knock on Vibranium. We've uh, kept our <laughs> promise to make sure that we're giving you guys new episodes. So keep your promise and uh, download them. Tell a friend to tell a friend friend uh talk to people about what we're doing at comicbookclick.com which is talking about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media if you go to comicbookclick.com not only can you find every episode of the major issues podcast which is over 270 episodes that's over 540 hours of content people everything under the sun so if you like this episode go back and and look at our review for something that you dig something that you um you know want to hear us kind of talk about we have long-form discussions and reviews about almost everything underneath the sun so uh consider doing that um we need some help from you guys though you can help us by spreading the word about comic book click but if you want to help us financially there are several ways to do so First and foremost, you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. And for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software we need to go to the future of Comic Book Click, which we're actually actively trying to do. Um, if you don't have $3 to give us to not get anything back, consider purchasing something at our T Public store. If you go to comicbookclick.com and hit shop CBC, it'll take you straight to our store where all the designs were made by me. You purchase something from there and we get a kickback and it helps us afford uh, some of the things that we need uh, here. Um, last but not least, so, okay, wait, we did that, that. Um, what other way you can give us money? Just give us money. Just send me money through Cash App. Look send, me up. Send us an envelope in the mail. Yes, send us an envelope in the mail. Gra- unlocked like bills. Grandma would. Yes. You know, like, $20. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna, and I'm going to send up a GoFundMe so you guys can send me to the multiverse. Yes. Like, get better news. If you don't got money to give us on Patreon, if you don't have money to give us for merch, uh, the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters is for you guys to rate and review us on iTunes. Give us five stars so that people who are looking for our kind of podcast find us. We're a bunch of ants in the quantum realm. We're just looking for each other. And once we get connected, ain't no stopping us. So make sure that you are connecting us to fans that are loving this kind of content because this kind of content is never going to stop on our end. But we want to hear from you guys. Reach out on social media. Go to facebook.com slash comic book click. Go to Instagram at comic book click. Use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issue CBC on Twitter and now at Major Issue CBC on Twitch. Doing some killer stuff over there. We're not the only ones on Twitch. A Rob, tell them where they can find you. I am basically everywhere at A Rob the Marvel God. Or you can search me on Facebook at Air Robertson or A Rob the Marvel God. You can I post all the dopest Marvel content, you know, DC content, you know, all types of geek and nerd culture. You can find a lot of entertaining things on my pages. And also, you can find me on Twitch at Omega Avenger 26. I am currently streaming Marvel's newest mobile game, Marvel Snap. It's a 
RPG strategic uh, card game. Highly, highly addicting. Pretty fun. The animations, the graphics are dope. The, and the sound is pure. The, it's pretty fast. Not even pretty fast. It is fast. There's no loading, no lag, no ads. It's a pretty fun game. I highly recommend it. So, you know, check me out on Twitch where I be streaming and giving tips and tricks on how to, you know, beat your phones. And, yes. You know, so I'm not your best car bastard. <laughs> Always. And next week, we're actually going to do a bit of a celebration of all things Tony Stark. Uh, talk about another futuristic tech uh, guy who affected the multiverse. So we'll be talking about Tony next month. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I'm Aaron Robinson, a.k.a. A-Rob Bravo God. Cloudus Maximus on another one. And this has been our recap and review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And remember, whether you're the Bugman, Spider-Man, or an astonishing Ant-Man, a Lang, a Kang, or you're walking around with that thing, a.k.a. human in the ways that matter. Remember, time is a cage, but also remember... Kang is forever. Remember that we are the click and always remember that you, yes, you are worthy. <laughs>